All right, welcome back to another episode of the Are You Entertained podcast, your ultimate source for music, movies, TV, and sports. I'm Trey Alessio alongside Brandon Ogden in our very own studio. Brandon, what up, though? Not much. I feel like we haven't seen each other in a no, while. I mean, while. how you doing? What's what's new with life? Hanging Anything? out, living life. Living the dream. Let's see. Trying to think of anything new that's happened. You hit the game-winning shot in a basketball <laughs> game for last for, place. For last place, the toilet bowl. That's good. Yep. So that, that's fun. Played a terrible team that had zero athleticism, and we're, we were down by 21. So that tells you how good we were and as now a basketball team. And now it's on to softball. I got, it's on to softball. I got, Did I you get the you I got the text. I gave you a number to right. see if you wanted to do it or not. I'm in. I'm cool. in. I'm good for some softball. We are we are pretty good at softball. Yeah, softball softball doesn't require as much uh physical or it just st- doesn't yeah stamina right. than basketball. Yeah, so basketball the yeah. first couple of weeks were uh yeah. they were tough. I, w- I would die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was we did like five minutes and then you got subbed out. Yeah. And like after like the first two and a half minutes, I was like Am I about to be the guy who asked for a sub <laughs> after two and a half well, minutes? So, how many people did you guys have? We did were, you have enough for? We had ten. To, we had ten, okay. so we would go five and five. But, okay, okay. but then, like after the first week, I don't know if we had ten, like the Actually rest of the time. Up. Yeah. So yeah, there was quite a few weeks there where I had to, I had to play big minutes, and it was it was a lot. So you're struggling a little bit. I did. But now you're back in tip top shape. No, no, I'm no. in shape, not tip top. Yeah, I'm definitely not in shape. I'll uh, I'll work on that for Sopple, I guess. There you go. All right. Um, as you know, please tell your friends to follow, like, subscribe, share everything on the social medias. We have a lot to talk about, so let's get into it. Um, any new movies, shows, songs, albums? I know we want to talk about one. I put it on the dock later, but we can talk about it now. Whatever. That's up to you. We can, we can talk. We can about talk it about now. It now so. Lead into our our draft. Yeah, dogs. the draft dogs. That's cool. So you told me about a uh, the Oscar winning uh, documentary. I can't pronounce it. I think it's Icarus, but Icarus. I don't know. Um, fucking outstanding. Yeah, I'm. I, it still is like not haunting me today, but right. it's it's like sticking with me. Right. Like, it's so fucking good. So just so you know, so I was like it was. I think what night was that? Tuesday night, yeah. Monday night, Monday, Monday night, night. You hit me up about yeah. It. So Monday night, I was just like Taylor had gone to bed, Puff had gone to bed. I was like, well, let me see what's on Netflix. Probably just watch. I've been on an Office kick, mm-hmm. especially with Comedy Central now that they have it. Yeah. So I was like, let me just turn the Office on or something, and um, it was like the first thing on there, and it was like yep. recommended for you. That's and exactly like, how it happened for me. I, I was mean, like, after you told me, yeah, I was like, you know what. I'll give it a shot because, like, in high school and then like early college, I was a big documentary guy. I was I watched a lot of them, especially on Netflix. Yeah, um, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot. About like fifteen twenty minutes in, I was like, yo, this is low key like fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I was like, I like I'm, like, I'm how hooked. The, how the fuck is this happening? I know, That's so, what I was saying. So I watched. Like, it's a two hour documentary. I watched the first hour Monday night. And it was like eleven thirty, and I was like, "Okay, I yeah, got dude." The last half is insane. I, I was like, "I gotta go to bed, like, <laughs> I, otherwise I'm gonna watch this whole thing. And I'm gonna regret it tomorrow." I was like, "Let me." I texted you, and then I texted my stepdad because he's a big cycling guy. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, then we we both finished it Tuesday mm-hmm. night. And for those of you that haven't don't know anything about it, this guy basically was an amateur cyclist. Yeah. So it starts off kind of as an 
experiment. Right. And honestly, right. honestly, it, I don't think he knew what the hell was going to happen. Yeah, no. And so he, he's the amateur cyclist. He's a really good one. Yeah. He goes and does like the toughest amateur racing event in the world. He gets 14th. Yeah. Which he says is basically you take the hardest parts of the Tour de France and it's like back to back to back. Right. He so says basically the hardest yeah. event in the world yeah. for cycling. And he gets 14th and he basically said... Like the top 10, there's no way you can get in the top 10 because they're on a whole different level. Mm -hmm. So he says he, he decides he wants to start doping just to see like what his results would be yeah. if he did like a whole doping. But I but I also think part of his philosophy and mindset was he kind of wanted to prove that the anti-doping was fucked up and correct. Right. So he wanted yeah. to dope to see if his results would yeah. be better. So he wanted and, to, he and wanted, he wanted to, to see wrong. if he would get caught yeah, doing it. Exactly. So he goes through this like ridiculous doping cycle basically of, like, testosterone. What, basically like, what Lance Armstrong right. did. And somehow, I don't exactly know how, he gets in contact with the head of the UCLA lab who's yeah. like, Yeah, I can tell you how to get away with this like kind of show you and then the that guy gets cold feet yeah, he and backs like, out i don't know if i can do this this is a bad look but, but i know this russian most guy corrupt dude <laughs> he's like i know this russian guy he's a bit fucking crazy but let me give you his number so this guy basically just facetimes this this russian dude who he knows nothing about which the american guy the ucla guy said they're like good friends right which that's kind of weird yeah and sketchy but yeah <laughs> and the russian guy's like Oh, you want a dope? Yep, I'll, I got you. you <laughs> Pretty know? much. He's like, whatever you need, here's what you do. Pee in this. Just keep track of it. Uh -huh. And like, he's telling him, oh, don't put it in your thighs. Put it, it in, in your, your ass. ass. Yeah. And like all this wild stuff. Yeah. And he's so like straight up about it. He just yeah. doesn't give a shit. He's yeah. like, two weeks, then you do this, and right. then you do this, then you shoot this. It's yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, this guy knows something. Yeah. And so then the Russian guy comes to America to see this guy mm -hmm. and to smuggle his piss yeah. back to Russia. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. And he seemed like he made it seem like it was no big deal. Yeah. No, yeah. No, oh yeah, I'll come to America and, yeah. and take your piss on a airplane across, you know, the ocean and all that shit back to Russia. <laughs> no big deal. No biggie. And so he does that and the the tests do come back clean. Yeah. When he tests them, he freezes them, whatever they do. And then you find out this guy is the head. Uh, well, you didn't. You you missed one part. So ahead. that when he so this is all training up to the event, right? And then he f basically gets worse than before he was doping, right? That's a big part, right? So that's kind of fucked up in itself. And then he I had think some circumstances, like his bike, like broke for bike, one of the his bike stages. Did break, but yeah, that's but yeah, true. he. But I think you, then you were going to go on to the, right. so then the you Russian dude. Right. So you find out that this is like the head Russian chemist, whatever, you, drug for the Olympic. Yeah. Russian for WADA, team. Yeah. which is the World, Ant World Anti-Doping Agency. Agency. And you find out he was in charge of all of the Olympic drug testing mm -hmm. for like three Olympics. Yeah. And it's like. How the hell do you even get connected I know. with this guy? I know. And how is this guy just and how like... how is he so willing? Yeah, he's just like, oh, yeah, you want to dope? Yep, I got yeah. you. And so then you, he starts to like piece together you know, all of this other stuff with the Russians and the mm -hmm. statewide program. And basically, this guy just comes clean and is like... Well, basically, the house starts to come down on right. WADA and him and right. the Russians. 
And then so he opens up to the guy who just started the documentary, yeah. started doing the drug, uh, started taking the drugs, saying like, "Oh yeah, I made sure that all of the Russian athletes that doped passed. Yeah. You know that they'd clean test. Um, it was a statewide program all the way up to Putin." Putin. And like it's just mind blowing oh, stuff. Yeah. The stuff he knows, and he had documents of it. He had everything down yeah. to a T. Oh, and it's like, everything. like you couldn't have made up better scenarios. Like he was a bit crazy, but what he was saying was not crazy yeah, at we all. We talked about. It. I mean, right. He's brilliant, but he is fucking crazy. Right. The craziest thing for me was um, of how pure this was. Like it. It honestly was happening in like real time. Right. It wasn't like they were telling the story from like years ago. Right. It's literally shooting and this shit is going down. Right. Like the cra- the craziest part for me was when uh, after the Russian dude fled to the USA. After, yeah, which is another part. He leaves his wife and his yeah. children, his dog, and because goes to America for his life. Right. Because he thinks he's going to get killed. Yeah. And his little his friend that he knows right. suddenly like died of a heart attack yeah. and he had never had any heart issues or he anything. Was perfectly. So he's, he's like, I fear for my life. Right. And that's when I think they they decided like the best strategy would be to come clean. Like go public. Yeah. Get the FBI. The, FBI. the crazy thing, there are two crazy things. One, you were dead on about how it was like just organic. It yeah. Just, but to me, the mind-blowing thing is this: the guy who started the documentary just wanted to see if he could beat some doping yeah, tests and get out, better. It and that's out, it. That's all he wanted to it do. It started out as an experiment. Right. Honestly, it reminded me of what I want to do with like my documentary. Like right. I want to. It's totally different, obviously. Right. Like I want to kind of become an artist and try and make a rap album. But who knows where the fucking documentary will go from there? Right. That's kind. Of, it kind of reminded me of what I had planned to do, and then it just took a fucking crazy <laughs> was, ass turn. I know. Oh my so god. So then the other part that. That was like mind blowing. That I like it was a subtle part was he was in America. They don't really say for how long. Yeah, and like the FBI was already tailing him. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of crazy. Like, yeah, because they're skyping, and then he's like, "I can't talk right now." Yeah, yeah, and like the FBI is like they're they're sitting around my block, and like he gets subpoenaed. Like yeah. how, like the fact that the U.S. so quickly knew, which is kind of alarming. Yeah, that he was in America, and like they were threatening him to like jail him and stuff and that part i was kind of confused about well i don't know what grounds they had i think it was because he when he gave his information to the new york times he gave them documents which is evidence and that sprung right like the investigation if he would have right. just testified and told his side of the story i don't think they would have done anything right but after that they're like okay like we want to arrest this guy right so 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 he goes to the new york times he gives them everything yeah and they basically do a story, and then the next day he has to go to you know get questioned by the de- uh, defense department. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, just so crazy. Yeah, it's dude. just crazy. He had documents. He knew every scheme. He talked about when the drug testing was in Sochi or when the Olympics the a were in Sochi, and, the B and how the they got the, split the blank pl- they, the they, blank plug and right. they put it through. They were I was just like, pass what it. The fuck? Dude, it was like a legit scheme oh, yeah. to do dope, and he like broke down the entire thing. And like, he never flinched. He no. never flinched. He no. just yep this this yeah. this this straight up. And so then he go and testify to WADA mm-hmm. and the IOC, the uh, International Olympic Committee. Yeah, and they were kind of. 
bitchy about it. They're like, well, how do you think? We oh feel? yeah, that lady. And it, that yeah, and it's like, well, no offense, but yeah. And uh, then this dude had to leave his yeah, wife. The and documentary his kid. dude was like, this guy's risking his life like, to yeah. tell us this. Right. Yeah. And they were like, well, how do you think this makes us look? Well, bitch, do a better job. Yeah. My thing, my like, this is probably like the minimalistic like aspect of this, but why do Russians care this much about Olympics. I don't really right. give a shit about Olympics. Right. It's straight that, up. That's I mean, yeah, it's cool. It gives me a little sense of pride. But to go to this length to, you right. know, cheat and win the Olympics, I get that it's in Sochi and they wanted to show out for Sochi. But is it really that big of a fucking deal? Like, right. So on. you got to kind of know a little bit about Putin. Yeah. And I know he's that. a fucking he's, crazy bastard. He's a crazy, egotistical um authoritarian that you know it's, i mean i don't want to make any russia, comparisons right. but <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all russia russia all the time we got to show they, they want to show their dominance yeah. in every aspect and they did dominate in that Olympics, yeah they, right? they they won they won they the, had the, the medal count medals, yeah they won the most gold medals so i mean it, it definitely it showed it right definitely it showed. worked um and he said that he thought about 30 he said all 13 of their gold medals were dirty dope were doping and that I think thirty other like athletes, 50, right, right, were were definitely doping yeah. as well. Because he had names, yeah, he had charts. He knew exactly how much. He knew why they were gonna like when they talk about they would just add sodium to their piss to make it basically yeah, and then, unusable. And then they came originally. They came with like a shitty scheme of how to beat doping right and then he's like throw that all away this is what you have to do so right. he knew to a t what and to then fucking and do. then right before the olympics they switched to peds and he didn't want to do that so yeah. that's why they had to come up with the build a fake outlet and pass the tubes yeah. through there like it was just insane it was it was the, honestly probably the craziest documentary i've ever seen in my life and just just how it was because usually documentaries, it's like, okay, this is the story we want to tell. Yeah, and they tell We're it from this guy, past this tense. guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. But this literally, like you said, it was it happened live. Yeah, it was in the moment. And it, yeah, and then yet the sad part was he had to go into witness, witness protection, protection. Um, which I'm surprised they even told us. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, well, yeah, that's fair. The the another crazy part is this guy is definitely like. I hate to say it, but a sleazeball. I mean, he's right. a cheater. But I, I felt like I, I was rooting root for, him. for him. Yeah. yeah. Like, he seemed like a pretty good guy. He seems like <laughs> the the really funny, nice, like, drunk uncle that's like a used car salesman. Yeah, yeah. So, I felt bad for him, but that's what happened. I had to leave his kids, cheat. his wife. Uh, I mean, he got trashed in the press. But, like, through it all, he was funny. He was he was oh, nice. Yeah. He was sincere. Uh, and he, he never cracked. He yeah. never like questioned himself. He got mm -hmm. scared a couple times. Oh but, yeah. I mean, my God, the courage of that man is, whew, yeah. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Because I mean the, what, so what is the KGB? KGB. Is, is it like the Russian mob basically? It's, or is it's, it an it's, actual it's, government? It's, it's, it's the government funded, like kind of like secret, like FBI okay. type thing, but okay. they're like really malicious. Yeah. Like, they're more like. Putin, so like, they're kind of like the mob, basically, kind of. but like, government funded, <laughs> right? So like, it would be like, hey, this guy just spilled the beans. The KGB is gonna go kill him, yeah. Like, okay, that type stuff. So base, pretty much, they they gave the dude the heart attack, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, he didn't just ninety nine percent sure he didn't yeah, have a heart attack. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Highly, highly yes. recommend. I know this we kind of just spoiled everything, but yeah. like, there's so much different details. Oh yeah, and so much crazy, and there's so many twists and turns. Oh yeah, um, I mean, 
it's so organic that it's just it blows your right. Mind. It's it so it crazy. really does. And this is I, I love shit like this that kind of sticks with you. Like right. you're like thinking about it two days I afterwards. Know. Like it, it's great. And I'm not that's the when guy, you know right. something's great. And I'm not the guy that usually recommends shit. Like you know, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, oh yeah, I've seen that. It's pretty good or whatever. But like I I couldn't not recommend. I was like, yeah. dude, you gotta watch this before the podcast because <laughs> sure, we, we have gotta, to talk. We about gotta this. talk about it. Yeah, and it was. Oh, it was excellent. excellent. It was it was epic. So I definitely recommend yeah. uh everybody that has Netflix, it's on there. I'm sure there's other ways to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh again it won best documentary at the Oscars this year. So also another pretty cool thing too. Yeah, definitely. All right. So basically the draft dogs, we kind of in a roundabout way pieced it with this documentary. Sort of, yeah. So we originally were gonna be like, All right, let's do like best documentaries. And then we're like Way too many. Yeah, we're like, that's way too broad. Although I do want I did want to show some love for some HBO ones that I really like. So maybe down the line we'll do like separate documentaries other than thirty for thirties. But we decided to stick with the thirty for thirties. There are a shit ton of those anyway. So we're going to draft our favorite thirty for thirties. Um, first things first. Trey's going to cheat too and do his uh, ESPN presents. They're not all thirty for thirties. Uh, so. yeah, yeah. So so basically, how did Trey's tired of losing? How did thirty for thirty start? So basically, it was Bill Simmons, and it was just going to be thirty of them, correct? I think so thirty for thirty years is yeah. what I was. Okay. Kind of the understanding for the thirty years of ESPN, I think. Uh, okay. And different, you know, do a yearly. Yeah. You know, this year, then this year, tell a story about those years. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were so good um, that ESPN they, had to do yeah, more. They, they couldn't stop making. Them, yeah. So. so obviously, Bill Simmons departed from ESPN, and they continue to do that. And I think that's why they went away. Is it? I mean, they're still called third for thirties, but I think some of these are like under the title of ESPN Presents. Right. So, so it's kind of different, but we're all we're we're right. kind of piecing them all together. So right. Um. Yeah. But uh, first things first, I took another L, Woo! second in a row. I think that might be. Is it my third overall, or yeah, might just it's be your second? Third. It's your third. Okay, third. Because I won the Star Wars one. Like. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ways yeah, back. yeah. That's right. That, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, so you gave me a punishment. Orig- I, I wrote out the whole inch of speech, and I had it yeah, ready to go, but this man says, no, you got some other shit. Yeah, so we'll, this is this is why. Let me preface your punishment. <laughs> we did Olympic events, <laughs> so oh, we are God. going to do... Is this the of song? Of course. Yeah, it's the Kazak- <laughs> Kazakhstan's national anthem presented uh, by Borat, a.k.a. Trey Lessio. So Trey just won the gold medal. They're now playing his national anthem where Trey will sing along. (laughs) So uh, I wish we could have music in the back. (laughs) We still need to master the art of like playing music throughout the podcast and sound bites. So uh, stay tuned for that. Maybe some other time. That'd be great to have the music, but this is going to be very ugly. (laughs) How long is this shit? Not, Not too bad. All right. I, Take it I, away, dog. I'm going to start cracking up because I have to look <laughs> you in the damn face when I do this. All right. Kazakhstan, greatest country in the world. All other countries are run by little girls. Kazakhstan, number one exporter of potassium. All other countries have inferior <laughs> potassium. All right, give me a Borat verse. Do your best Borat impression. Um, Kazakhstan, home of Tinsay swimming pool. 
It's length 30 meter, wide 6 meter, <laughs> filtration system, a marvel to behold. It removes 80% of human solid waste. I don't, I, yeah, that's a terrible Borat <laughs> yeah, impression. That's pretty bad. You can go back to I sing. can't do it when I'm singing. I'm you can sorry. go back to sing. Kazakhstan, oh Kazakhstan, you very nice place. From plains of Tarasek to northern fence of Jewtown. <laughs> <laughs> Kazakhstan, friend of all except Uzbekistan. They very noisy people <laughs> with bone in their brain. Kazakhstan, industry best in world. We invented toffee and trouser belts. <laughs> Kazakhstan's prostitutes, cleanest in the region. <laughs> Except, of course, Turkmenistan. <laughs> Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan, you very nice place. From plains of Tarasek. To northern fence of Jewtown, <laughs> come grass mighty penis of our leader from junction with the testes <laughs> to tip of its face. <laughs> oh my god, you come up with some good ones, my uh, friend. I like that. That's funny. I respect it. That I wish good. we had the music to go with. Yeah. Well, acapella is pretty good. Acapella. Uh, I'm gonna go acapella with it. All right, so. Hopefully, I don't have to take another L next week, but let's do some 30 for 30s. Uh, I'm going to go first this week. I think that's right. You went first last time, right? Yes, sir. Okay. I'm going to go first. Uh, it's snake order. Once a 30 for 30 is picked, it is off the table. As always, we will put a poll on social media, and we want you to pick who has the better lineup. So let's get into it. I have the first pick. I think, honestly, the easiest pick, um, e the the because it's not really a 30 for 30. I but consider whatever. it a 30 for 30 because it's underneath. It is definitely a five-parter. But I would say this is the greatest documentary period that I've ever seen. I mean, this this uh, one that we just talked about and broke down was amazing. But this one really stuck with me. I thought it was very compelling. Um, a story that we all know about, but they just found ways to kind of aha moments. Right. That is OJ made in America. So... It was it was phenomenal. Yeah. Great pick. Couldn't if I I didn't know that was on the list. If I would have gone first, that would have definitely been mine. So I mean, what you would rank this one that we just watched above that though? Um, no, I don't know. You'd have to Probably think about not. it. Probably, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's hard. Documentaries are hard to rank yeah. just because there's so many different aspects. Mm -hmm. Um, I agree. I, I the Icarus one just sticks out. I, we talked about it already, but just because it was so organic and it, it was happening live um, that I give that a lot of credit, even though I don't think that's what he meant for it to be. Yeah. Uh, and then to it honestly started out as an experiment. Mm -hmm. That's what's made it so crazy and weird. And he basically exposed a whole country for their doving. So, I yeah. mean, uh, yep. you got to give props for that. But, uh, yeah, it, it'd be right up there for one of the tops that I've ever seen um, as far as OJ made in America. So my first pick, I'm going to go to Fab Five, also not really a 30 for 30. Um, but honestly, it's probably the only documentary I've watched multiple times. Like, oh, it's every great. time it's on, I, I feel like I watch it. Uh, Jalen Rose in that documentary is just awesome. He's kind of unfiltered. Um, you know, he cusses, he, he, he basically says anything he was thinking and it, it's just, it's phenomenal. Yeah. 
So that's, I agree. That's my first pick. Okay. My second pick, I'm going to go with The U. Damn it. I was going to go with that one, dick. The U. Um, the U Part 2. We like the U was in not, the 80s. <laughs> was not as good, I didn't think. I agree. Um, but the original U was just, it was unbelievable. Just It was cool again to see um, all the different highlights and have, I mean, it was a star-studded cast. Talk about just how great they were and how all the shit they were doing when they were doing it. So, mm-hmm. um that is right. my second pick. Okay. Um, this one is a personal favorite for me. I also think it is definitely one of the best. Um, that is Playing for the Mob. I knew I, you were going to take that I one. loved it um, that one. just because it was it was mob-affiliated. Right. It uh, basically plays off the story of Goodfellas. It's Henry Hill. And in the movie Goodfellas, that one, there's like one tiny part. They even show it in the documentary where he says, uh, oh, who took Boston College this week or something like? And it it talks about how they fixed games. Um, crazy, crazy story. It was a really cool time, and it's also what I liked about that one was it was a story that I don't think a lot of people knew yeah. beforehand. Mm-hmm. So I also think that made it really cool. I agree. Um, I haven't found this. I found it right here. Th- number three for me. You don't know Bo. Bo Jackson story. Um, that's that one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that is excellent loved that one so honestly all of these are good right. like they, they don't put out a bad one but these are just kind of our favorites and what we think would win us where's that one at um, oh, I see it. yeah some of these honestly i've never even heard of so yeah, some of them I, I tried to watch like most of them some of them are harder to watch i've kind of I, I haven't really watched any of the like brand new ones so that's I don't know, whatever. But okay, for me, I'm gonna go with the Pony Express. See, I don't even know that one. That one was about SMU. Okay. And and their football and their football team getting the death penalty. Yep. The only team to ever get the death penalty. They're paying athletes and stuff, boosters. Okay. It was freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, it was one of the best ones I think. Um, you know that I've seen as far as thirty for thirties because I don't count OJ or the Fab Five. I would probably put it second behind the U okay. um, for me anyway. Cool. Okay, this is where it kind of gets tough. Yeah. Because um, like I said, they really are all good. So. Right. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm I'm gonna do one just to swipe it from you. I'm gonna go <laughs> Catholics versus convicts. Wow, I was gonna. I didn't know that would go that high. I'm not gonna lie to you, but good pick. I thought it was really good. It was. It. it I. I. I will admit it was definitely told more from a Notre Dame fan right. uh, point right. of view, but I, I still think a very of, good. I think some of that was because they've done the U. They've done the U part two. Yeah, um, and this was more folk. It was weird how they focused on the shirt, the T-shirt that kind of started it. Yeah, uh, but that was an interesting story. Oh I yeah, thought, I thought it was it very good. So yeah, that's that's my pick. Okay. Um. Again, this is kind of where it gets tough. Um. I'm going to go. Hmm. I really, really, really enjoyed this one. The Requiem of the Big East. Yes, that was a very good one. I really enjoyed that one, so I'm going to take that one right now. Um. This again is where it gets tough, man, because there's so many to choose from. Um. Let me see if there's any on the f- first half of the list that I. Kind of looked over. Um, I think 
I have to go. I hate Christian Leitner. Yeah, that, that that's a, a that's a classic. Lot lot of people a lot of people hate Christian Leitner. Yeah, he was definitely the villain <laughs> back in the day. Some we can all relate to. See, I'm a low like I I'm not a Duke fan, but I don't mind Duke. Like when they're killing it and they have players that I like, I root for them. Yeah, screw you. So it is what it is. You're a North Carolina guy. I know. I'm sorry, but and I'm actually going to take a Duke pick here. I'm going to go fantastic lies. Uh, that was is that the lacrosse? Duke lacrosse. See, I've never seen that one, but I, one, I've heard great things. That one so. is really good. You learn a lot of what stuff. What is it called again? Fantastic, Fantastic Lies. Lies. You, you think, uh, you know, you kind of have this association where you think for sure they're they're guilty, you know, you know, F them. Um, and really you kind of find out, you know, it really was Fantastic Lies. The lady kind of made it all up. They had stories to corroborate that mm-hmm. um, they were innocent, and it kind of ruined a lot of their lives. So um, it was a really compelling documentary, actually. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking here. I'm, I'm You're good. Okay, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Uh, is that really the name of it? Oh nope nope! I just saw one. Did I mess up on the typing or what? No no okay. no! I just I was gonna take one, but then I just saw one on the list. Yeah, it is actually. Uh, I've should have been higher. It's my favorite. It might be my favorite documentary of all time. It's wow. four days in October. It's about the Boston Red Sox coming back to beat the New York huh. Yankees. It is. If you I haven't, haven't seen, it. seen it, you have to go watch what's, it. What's what's it called again? Four days in October. It's when they were down three zero. Um, to the Yankees, uh, you know, David Ortiz hits a game winner that goes well in the midnight. Then he comes back, hits a home run, then they go to New York. Uh, Kevin Millar in that 30 for 30 is absolutely awesome. He's, he's, he's very optimistic. He says, you know, don't, don't let the Sox win tonight. Put them away. Mm-hmm. If you let us win tonight, we got PD tomorrow, <laughs> Shield game six, anything can happen in game seven. It's a phenomenal documentary. Is that one of the early? Oh, I see it. Now. Yeah, okay. it's it's a great documentary. I, I recommend it seriously to everyone. Trey, you would love it. Okay. Uh, it Are they really, on Netflix still? I think so. Okay. I, I might have to so. look. If not, you you need to find a way to watch it because yeah. that one is really really good. Okay. It's on. It's in the queue. All right. Uh, my two are still sitting there. I love these ones. I think they're awesome. Um, I'm going to go um, where I just lost it. Youngtown Boys. Okay, the Maurice Claret. Yep. One, two, three, four, five, six, and and uh, Soul Man. I really enjoyed that one with the whole corruption of the Nike and the yeah. shoes and Sonny the Adidas. Vigaro. Yep. Um, very very good documentaries. <clears throat> All right, what do I want to go with? Now? It's getting tough. It's getting tough. I know at least one more that I want to pick. I think I know which one you want to pick, but I'm not. I'm not going to take it purposely. <laughs> okay. so maybe I'm just thinking wrong. <laughs> I might be thinking wrong. You never know. There's so many. So okay, I'm going to go without. This is the one where I, I don't know if the name. I thought it was playing without bias, but it's I, on here. I definitely could have, like, because I literally typed all these, so I yeah. definitely could have. Uh, this one's called with, on here. It's without bias, um, and that's Lynn Bias. He was a uh, top two or three pick in the NBA draft 
And then he, uh, I think he took cocaine and died. Okay. Um, so he was, you a, think he was a Celtic. So you think it's with bias? I think it's playing, playing oh, without playing bias. playing without bias. But okay. I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, he was kind of like, some people thought he was like on the level of Michael Jordan coming out of college. Uh, just an absolute stud basketball player. Oh, is it the white player. dude? No, he's, he's, no. Okay. I'm thinking of a different one. That's one of your favorites, though. That that that's a really good one. Um, okay, I got another one. Have you watched most of the new ones? Mm. Let me look. Like I watched the Down two in bills. the Valley. Never even heard of it. The I two watched bills. The two bills. That one was really good. Which, what was that? Uh, Bill Belichick and Bill oh. Parcells. Okay, I'm sure that. I didn't good. watch Nature Boy. Tommy was the one about the dude from Rocky Five. Oh really? Yeah, yeah no, I didn't, didn't watch I didn't that watch one. That. Honestly, think the last one I've watched was this was the XFL. Yeah, I think I watched some of the Celtics Lakers one, but that was like a five parter. Yeah, so I that think one, it was four. Yeah, yeah, that one was kind of hard to to Keep watch up. like continuously. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna go Rand you. Okay, about, uh, Randy Moss. The only thing I didn't like about that one, it was short. I remember it being really short, and like I wanted more. Yeah, yeah, that that's for sure. But it it was a really cool thing. You kind of hear about how. Randy Moss almost didn't come to be. Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, a good story. His, I just thought it was pro- short, right? With all of his problems that he had, especially, um, you know, in college and or yeah, college and stuff, and uh, Rand, West Virginia, the little town where you know dreams kind of go to die. So mm-hmm. uh, it was a really cool story. All right, uh, my next one is uh, Bad Boys, the Pistons. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed that one. Um. This I uh, I don't know what I'm gonna go with next. So I gotta think about it for a minute. Um, hmm. See, I I must have not watched a lot of the older ones too, because I don't really recall yeah, see, most I of these. Own, like, the oh, that's right, that's right. So I've seen a lot of them. So. Let me ask you this. So the winning time, Reggie Miller versus the New York Knicks, is that the one where Spike Lee's in it and yep, they're yep. talking about the choke yep. thing, right? Yep. Okay, I think I'll go that one. I okay. like that one. So it's my turn. It's your turn. Final two. Okay, I'm going to go Catching Hell. That was Steve Bart- or, yeah, Bartman and the Cubs. Oh, damn. Okay, I didn't know there was one on him. Yep. That's a pretty good one, especially. It's hard to watch as a Cubs fan. Yeah. Uh, kind of shitty. What was it called again? Catching Hell. Catching Hell. And then the last one I'm going to go is the Moranovich Project. That was about Steve Moranovich. He was kind of doped as the next best quarterback. Um, yeah, I think he went to USC. Um, it was kind of – you know, dubbed as the next guy. Mm-hmm. And then his his dad was absolutely crazy. Had him on this like crazy training regimen. He basically hated his dad. His dad wouldn't leave him alone. He like never ate a hamburger, no processed food, huh. like just crazy shit. And he like kind of flamed out, went to drugs, kind of came back, then went to drugs again. He tried to, I think he tried to commit suicide. Damn. Um, and he's just very open and honest about it and his struggle. It's, it's a, it's pretty emotional, honestly. It's really? pretty good. Thirty for thirty. All right, the last one I have. Uh, it comes down to Brian and the Boz and the um, eighty-five Bears. Okay. 
I think I'm going to go Brian and the Boz. Really enjoyed that one to see. He was just such a character. He was. And uh, it was kind of cool to see from that perspective. Some All right. honorable mentions that I I was close to picking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Four Falls of Buffalo. Yep, that is good. That is a really good one about the Buffalo Bills. How they lost four in a row. Right. Crazy. Um, this was the XFL. That was good. I thought, I I thought it. it was good. It was just kind of underwhelming. I thought they could have gone more. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, it was it was an interesting story. And we're gonna get XFL part two, right? The two bills was really really good. I recommend that one, um, just because uh, Parcells and and Belichick. You, there's some backstory there that I don't think a lot of people know. Um, with how close they were, they were kind of traded for each other. Then um, when Bill Parcells was hired, he was the Patriots head coach. Was hired to the Jets. The Patriots basically wouldn't let him be head coach, so they like put this deal in place that. Bill Belichick would be the head coach of the Jets, and Parcells was just going to take over a year huh. later. Um, but then Parcells said, fuck that, and he became the head coach after, like, one day. Wow. And then the Jets hired uh, Bill Belichick to be the head coach after Parcells stepped down. And after, like, a week, uh, Belichick said, no, I'm going to go to the Patriots instead. So hmm. you're, it's, it's one of those things where – would the Jets have ended up being the Patriots if yeah. Belichick doesn't go or, you know, vice versa? One of my favorite parts in that is at the end they're like, uh, do you love each other? Like, and Parcells is like, uh, or Belichick's like, yeah, there, there, there's a love there. Like, <laughs> like they, can't, they can't just say, like, I, I love, love you. you. <laughs> yeah. uh, LA to Marino was another really good one about the, I forget what year, the draft where – um, all the different quarterbacks. I think Jim Kelly got drafted in that draft, um, so that one was pretty good as well. Hmm. I don't know if I, I feel like I'm missing a couple. I I slam a jamo was pretty good. What about the when the garden was Eden? I feel like I remember that, but that I one don't I remember believe what was, was about it about the Boston Celtics. Oh, okay, um, in their heyday. And what's of miracles and men? Is that I, the uh, miracle on ice? It might be. It might be. That, but that one right. might be good, probably. If right. That's what it's Small about. potatoes who killed the USFL. That one was pretty decent too. That was about uh, Trump's in that, or he's oh, not that in one that one, one. But uh, it's kind oh. of about him because he was a USFL owner. Okay. King's Ransom, uh, the first one there. That's about uh, Wayne Gretzky. Okay. Um, and him being traded. That one's pretty good too. And the Legend of Jimmy the Greek was also pretty good too. They're they're all fucking good. They, they are. They, they are. really are. All right, so my lineup is OJ Made in America playing for the mob. You don't know Bo, the Requiem of the Big East. I hate Christian Leitner, Youngstown's boys, Soul Man, Bad Boys, Winning Time, Reggie Miller versus the New York Knicks, and Brian and the Boz. What do you got? My lineup is the Fab Five, the U, Pony Express, Catholics versus Convicts, Fantastic Lies, Four Days in October. Without Bias, Rand U, Catching Hell, and the Moranovich Project. All right. Solid lineups both around. Yeah. I'm confident with my, my lineup this time. I need I need <sighs> I a win. Know. I'm I, on a losing streak. I need a win. Show me some love, people. Vote Team Ogden. Let's keep these punishments <laughs> going, baby. Yeah. If you like Trey's punishments, I guess vote against me, <laughs> motherfuckers. All right. Um, let's do this thing. So let's get it rolling. Uh, oh, yeah. Final Game of Thrones status report. I am caught up. Sad. Dude, it is sad. Sad. It is sad because I did it in like two fucking months. (laughs) That part is sad. But, dude, this 
I'm fucking addicted. It's it's fucking crazy. It's so crazy. Trey's got the and, game boards and it's and not it's not card I, games. I, I do low key kind of want the map for the poster wall, <laughs> <laughs> but low key it, it honestly is about the scheme and the it's House of Cards but medi- medieval times. Okay, it, it really is, and I just love the storytelling. Um, it's just insane. So what? What ha- do you kind of know what happens? Like, have you? I get the gist of it because you know, like you've seen on Twitter, I'm sure. So. Right. Do you know the biggest fucking twist and reveal? Um, uh, I, I mean, I'm sure I do. I probably can't if you say heard it off it. the top of my head. Yeah. Okay, so the biggest reveal is um basically Jon Snow eventually meets up with Daenerys Targaryen, the um, mother right. of dragons, breaker of chains, Emily Clark. Yes, smoke show, and they. At first, they're kind of she's like bend the knee, which means, right, you know, come to my side, like give in and pledge your allegiance to me. And Jon Snow won't do it. Jon Snow basically, all he cares about is the war between the White Walkers, which they're coming. And he's like, it's it, it doesn't matter. Like none of these other wars matter. The Iron Throne doesn't matter. It it is the living versus the dead. We need to team up. Right. And so she's like, we will if you bend the knee. And he, of course, the stupidest part of it, like the dumbest, I, I like almost everything about the show, but the dumbest fucking thing is these people won't fucking swallow their pride and just bend the knee to side with yeah, the Well, that's what power is, dog. I guess, I, I guess. But yeah, he doesn't want to bend the knee. So they have to go roundabout way and they eventually fucking team up. They meet up with the Lannisters. And um, Tyrion, the midget, he is a Lannister. The imp. The imp, excuse me. Sorry. Midget is way up politically incorrect. <laughs> Sorry. No, but uh, he sides with Daenerys Targaryen and Jon Snow. And they just have a motley crew of people. They have Brienne Toff. They have um, Theon Greyjoy, Dickless Theon Greyjoy. Did you get to that part? I don't think I His got to that got part. His dick got cut off by Ramsey. Oh, man, it was fucking nasty. Um, they just have a motley crew of just crazy-ass characters. They have the Hound now, um, and they this motley crew goes into White Walker territory. They fight them off, and then they... They want like a gift to bring Cersei to prove to them that this is real because in her eyes, like the White Walkers are made up. It's like a myth, mm-hmm. and so they kill one of the. Not, they don't kill. They capture one of the undead. It's not a White Walker. The White Walkers are kind of the leaders, but then a dead zombie dude. Right. So they get one of them. They bring him back, and then it scares her so much that. She's like, all right, we'll side with you for the time being. Afterwards, though, it's war. But it, yeah, it's, it's war. And then so Jamie Lannister, a.k.a. Cersei's lover, a.k.a. her brother. Oh, <laughs> Incest is the best. No. Uh, so he's like, so we're actually going to do this. And she's like, she's like, hell no. What do you think I am? I care about me. I care about uh, our family. And so basically he was like, no, fuck that. This did you see that thing? Like we have to, we have to right. save ourselves, save humanity. So he leaves Cersei, and he goes to go with Jon Snow and Daenerys. We don't actually see a meet up, but it leaves off for that. Um, what else? Uh, he, so Cersei made a deal with the Iron Islands 
the uncle of Theon Greyjoy who kills the um, head dude there. And so basically he claims that uh, he's the rightful king of the Iron Islands. And he claims like, oh, God, I, I, I when when the creature presents himself, he's like, oh, shit, um, I'm not fucking with that. I'm leaving. And that's what they make you think. And then Cersei reveals to Jamie that they are going for an island to survive, basically, so they can uh, they can survive after the fucking wild the White Walkers kill everybody. So there's that. That part's crazy. Another crazy part is uh, Daenerys came to kind of backpedal a little bit. Daenerys came to help Jon Snow and his little motley crew while they were fighting the White Walker and getting that creature. And one of the White Walkers killed her, one of her dragons. Mm. And so that then brings one of their dragons to the dead side. And so Ooh, now shit. the White Walkers have a dragon. And it ends the, 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 the series, not the series, the season seven ends with the White Walkers basically destroy the wall. And the biggest fucking reveal, maybe in television history. This shit's crazy. So, did, you're in, you were introduced to Bran and his visions, correct? I think so, yeah. He's the three-eyed raven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so through his visions, we find out, like, he goes back in time and learns that because Jon Snow is a bastard, right? we find out that he is actually not a bastard. So he is actually a Targaryen, and the dad, Ned Stark, um, it was Lyanna Stark, or uh, yeah, Lyanna Stark, who they talk about in season one, you know, mm -hmm. who died. Um, it was her and a Targaryen. They had a baby, and on her dying day, um, Lyanna was telling Ned Stark, like, protect this child, like, don't ever, don't let him, anybody know his true identity. And so this whole time you think he's a bastard and then you hear the whisper through through a vision that his name is such and such Targaryen. And so he's a Targaryen. And the final thing that you see is there, there's kind of steam between Daenerys Targaryen and Jon Snow and they fuck. And so basically she is his aunt. Mm, fun. <laughs> so it comes around full circle. The bad guys, the Lannisters... Are doing some incest, and now the good guys are doing some incest. Uh, so it was crazy how they revealed that. Um, another really good writing point that I really enjoyed from a writer aspect. Um, remember, do you remember Holdor? Mm, sounds kind of the, familiar. Kind of the fat dude who protected Bran, and he like basically okay, yeah, 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 carried yeah, yeah. him around. Yeah. So through another, this is uh, before this is late, like earlier in the last season, or. Maybe season six. I don't know. But uh, we find out that the reason why he says hold the door is through a vision. Oh, yeah. I think you talked about that last Did time. Did I talk about it last time? Yeah. Yeah. And he, he says, hold the door, hold yeah. the door. And then he yeah. kind of, hold the door, hold the door. That just, the writing on that is insane. Yeah. It, it, um, incredible. So it ended in an epic way. It's coming 2019. I have a fucking year to wait. So, uh, that's that. It has inspired me to write my own sci-fi series. Brandon and I have been talking about it. Yes, sir. I'm fucking excited about it. Um, I'm working on an outline right now. I'm probably going to show you after this podcast. Can't wait to hear your feedback. So, 
Game of Thrones. That is my there status is. report. So next year. Any any did, did it intrigue you in any way? No. You're I mean, not going to watch it. No, at this point uh, it's on principle. <laughs> at this point it's on principle. <laughs> Bend the fucking knee. <laughs> yeah, Bend no. the knee and watch. Nah. All right. All right. Now we're going to get into actual podcast material. Um we you know, it's been a little bit. This is probably going to be a long one compared That's to right. last week's, but it is what it is. Uh, let's get into some movies and TV. Probably the biggest thing that happened over the two-week period uh, was the Oscars. Uh, last Sunday went down. I guess we can um, – I'll just kind of reel them off, and then we can talk about whatever we want to talk about. Uh, so best animated feature went to Coco. Have you seen that? I have not. I haven't either. I, I bet it's good. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm obviously sure. Obviously won the Oscar. Anything fucking Disney does animated-wise is usually really good. Uh, best adapted screenplay, uh, Call Me by Your Name, James Ivory. Best original screenplay, Get Out, Jordan Peele. Really happy to see that yeah. one. That was really cool. Yeah, that was. Uh, just think about that at your first time ever writing a movie, you writing know, by movie, yourself. Directing a movie. And you get best original screenplay. Uh, it's box office hit, it, it gets Oscar love, Oscar noms. I mean that is quite the accomplishment. Incredible. Incredible. And, and for someone I keep, I think he's only the third person to do that or right. something like and that. And for someone to do it with his kind of background yes, being I, comedy. That's what I was just about to say. And being goofy and then to write something that is kind of woke, serious and twisted yes. and dark. Had some comedic elements of course, but I mean it's just that just shows you the depth in in, in uh, what's the word that this man has right. What's what's the word I'm looking for here? The, the range. And, the yeah. There you go. Range. You know, to to do you know stupid ass comedy yeah. and then go into something like that. I was is uh, absolutely yeah, phenomenal. That's exactly what I was going to say. The biggest thing here is the fact that he came from Key and Peele, a skit comedy show, right. and now he's writing a woke ass movie that's like a metaphor for Black America. And it, yeah, the range on that is incredible. Versatility I, I is that, what I was looking for. There you go. There you go. So uh, I, was, Jordan, I was very happy to see him win. Yeah, that, me too. That was very cool. It was, it was awesome. Uh, Jordan Peele, Get Out, wins Best Original Screenplay. Best Supporting Actress went to Allison Janney and I got to talk Tanya. about my girl, Allison Janney. So I, I, for those of you that don't know, I'm a huge West Wing fan. Okay. And she was, she's in that. She's in that. Okay. She was the press secretary. Um, and then at the very end, the very last season, she becomes uh, the chief of staff. So, spoiler alert! Yeah, so she is just <laughs> she's a she's phenomenal in that. She kills it in that role. Uh, haven't I think seen that really actress because yeah. she's one for uh, her role in Mom. Yeah, she she she's really good. She's quirky. Uh, she's funny. She she's she's a really good actress. So it was really cool to see yeah. her uh, get some of the. Love I really want to see this movie. Deserves. I I have said it. Probably for the past three podcasts, but I really want to go see some Oscar movies. So I got the movie pass. I might be going randomly on like yeah. a Wednesday, Thursday. So, um, yeah. Best Supporting Actor went to Sam Rockwell in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Best Director went to Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. Best Actress went to Frances McDormand, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I thought she probably... Had one of the biggest like moments of right. the Oscars when she when she won. She asked all of the female nominees to stand. Thought I thought that, that was, was a really, really cool. Moment. Uh, one of the big things that's getting a lot of hits on like social media is she called herself an inclusion writer. I think no, that's she right. said she said everybody should have an inclusion writer in their contract. Which do you know what that is? Not really. So <laughs> someone so t- someone explain. tweeted it 
I don't know 100% sure, but from my understanding is it's supposed to be like an equal opportunity rights sure. in your contract that okay. you have to interview uh, minorities, okay. women, and stuff for those movies. So kind of um, the so, Rooney rule for right for for, for right movies. So okay. I, I I think that's something that she said she wants everybody to push for in all of the movie contracts. So cool, pretty okay. cool. And then that's also cool. she she's just a badass. Yeah, she is. She's quirky. She's yeah. really weird. Yeah, uh, kind of. She seems kind of dark. But and, I wouldn't cross her. She no, seems like a fucking right. badass. It was really funny when she was like, "I feel like I'm gonna have a stroke. If I do, pick me up." I got a lot to say. Yeah, and, and then she was, like she straight goes into uh, it. It, yeah. it. It was funny. She she's one of those people where like I wish she would like win more awards just yeah. so we could hear the type of stuff she yeah. says because she, she she's she pretty cool, cool. Yeah. she seems cool um all right best actor goes to gary oldman and the darkest hour and i would think the those two best actors and best actors i think those were the two Spot easiest probably, right? locks because of the night they were kind of the i think they had to be the favorites yeah. to win those two and, and they did. you couldn't even recognize gary oldman as oh, yeah. winston churchill the, the makeup o- right which it also won for makeup which right. deservedly so right. but in i haven't seen the movie but just Seeing pictures and the trailer it looks spot incredible. on. Yeah, and yeah. he's not—he's a skinny guy. I mean, yeah. and uh, the other thing I want to say is cool for Gary Oldman. He's—he's he's kind of, I think, kind of to a similar sense of, oh, what is that guy's name? Um, God, I'm blanking. He won Best Actor a few years ago. Um, bald dude. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons really? nailed it. Wow, Thank that's you. surprising. <laughs> he he kind of reminds me of that, where both of them, I think, have always felt like really good, solid supporting actors through mm-hmm. their career. And as they've gone on later in life, they can kind of carry their own movie. Yeah. And you're kind of starting to see how excellent of actors they sure. really are. And so it's cool to see guys like that get some love. Yeah. Side note: J.K. Simmons, his show counterpart that I've been talking yeah, about, it looks good. Fucking incredible it looks the, good. the episode this past sunday like brought it all together it's like it's kind of like i don't want to say it's a mystery but it's definitely one where you have to really pay attention right because there's so much going on and it all kind of comes together and last sunday who highly recommend right. honestly it has 100 percent on rotten right. tomato so JK's, you would really like it. jk simmons hasn't made anything bad in quite a few years yeah. he's been on a he's been on a roll you, you i you should come over and watch him i should watch it's that. really fucking good so there's that. Um, what else? So the big one, best picture goes to The Shape of Water. Um, Can I just say the premise of this movie yeah. makes me like. I, I just I don't feel like I would like usually it. Usually every year I go and try to watch the best picture winner. Yeah. This is going to be tough. I so, went and saw a black and white silent movie, The Artist, when that one a few it. years ago. I did like it. But Shave of Water just yeah. seems... So basically, this mute girl falls in love with a aqua Aquatic, creature. yeah. yeah. Like it's a male it mermaid. Look, it looks really weird, but something had to be beautiful about it yeah, if it know. won Best Picture, I would think, right? you I think. Mean, I don't know. Uh, another kind of some interesting tidbits from the Oscars. Blade Runner 2049 swept the visual effects categories. Dunkirk surprisingly in my mind kind of swept the sound categories 
I, li- so I really like that movie. Right. I didn't really see it as like, oh my god, the sounding was beautiful. So, I I picked because I did that. We I right. shared that little uh, pick 'em with you. I picked uh, Baby Driver for those because that's Baby what that Driver, movie was. Right. I thought Baby Driver definitely should have won for sound yeah, mixing. That's, yeah, that's what made it right dope. because it was like the music went in touch with the movie. Yeah. The one thing I will say about Dunkirk was because there was so little uh, like dialogue, dialogue in it that. It had to be with the that. sound effects in it. It was pretty cool, and the score for it was really good. Right. So I get that. Uh, another cool moment, I guess. Uh, Kobe Bryant won an Oscar for best animated short. Uh, did he write that? And yeah, and they just kind of produced it into yeah. a short film. Yeah, huh. and it was cool when he was like, "I guess we can do more than shut yeah. up and dribble." That was that, that was, was a good little cool. line. That was cool. All right. Well, what you did you what you think of Kimmel? Anything? Good. Kimmel's, talked about it right. a bit Kimmel's Kimmel. Uh, his like monologues and stuff are never going to be that funny to me, just because mm-hmm. he has a really dry sense of humor. Yeah, uh, he's a more of a skit comedian than a dialogue. When, when all the actors and actresses went into the movie theater, right. You text me, you're like, "This is when Kimmel shines." Right, and, and, I, and I love, I love that's, that part. That's what it is. That's that's when he's at his best. That's yeah. when he's good. Uh, it was hilarious when he had Guillermo del Toro, who won Best Director, and his little Guillermo yeah. uh, sidekick carrying the eight-foot sub. That part was <laughs> cracking me up. That was good. Uh, we talked about it. If Margot Robbie and Gal Gadot walked into a movie theater... I'd have, to, I'd have to go to the bathroom. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wouldn't go to the bathroom. I would do some unspeakable thing. I mean, oh, my God. That'd be incredible. And, and you got Luke Skywalker. And you got Luke Skywalker. Just... And, Crazy. I, I you know Army what, Hammer is. No a, one probably knew who Guillermo del Toro was. <laughs> who the fuck is this yeah, guy? This is a fat guy carrying the sub. Of course, the fat guy's carrying <laughs> yeah. the sub. Uh, but oh yeah, my we, god, we talked off uh, through text about how it looked like Army Hammer was trying to get with Gal Gadot. Yes, it definitely. They were talking did. backstage, and then like when she when he was like Gal Gadot, you have to come. And then Army Hammer he went, went right stood away, up and she was like, Oh, hey. yeah. I'm pretty sure Gal Gadot's married though, so good luck. Never say never. Good luck, Army. I saw also, is there is there a worse name than Army Hammer? Army Hammer. Uh, side note: I saw a poll on like Collider, which is a movie site, that said, "Who do you want to be the next Batman?" He was on that list. Hmm. So, Army Hammer, Batman, uh, Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman. Are they gonna kindle? <laughs> are they gonna? He's probably trying to get that. <laughs> Big time. He's like, I don't oh, give a you don't have to pay me. I don't give a shit about just Batman. Give I just me want a kissing scene. <laughs> oh, funny shit. All right. Um, anything else from the Oscars? Uh, did you do you think they got the winners right? Anything? I think for the most part. Uh, I mean, it's hard to say when you haven't seen all of them. Exactly. I wanted Get Out. I was rooting for Get Out to yeah. win. Um, I'm glad it won something. Right. I was a little surprised. I thought I thought three billboards would win Best Picture. Um, I I voted. I picked that one. Yeah. I obviously lost, and I probably won't be going to the Infinity War yeah, premiere not. or next year's Oscars. <laughs> unfortunately, damn it. Yeah, um, I was actually so I didn't feel out of a thing. I completely forgot, but I, I'm the guy who shouts out the winner right before it happens. I was probably yeah. Dude, the I one was, thing that you couldn't have, you can't have proof Taylor, on. Uh. You can ask Taylor. <laughs> I was on a roll there for a while. Uh, I, I probably got like 75, 80 percent right. Good, I was good I was pretty good. That that a kid. That's what it's all about. 
Next time we're going to put you on the electric chair. There we and go. Then we're going to really see. We'll do it live. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mark Hamill wants to join the cast of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 after a random fan tweeted at director James Gunn about giving Hamill a role in the third installment. Gunn said Hamill lives close to him in Malibu and he'd be open to meet for coffee. Hamill then tweeted back and said he'd be down to meet. Uh, do you think this will actually happen? Do you think Mark Hamill will be a good role for Guardians of the Galaxy? I'm sure if it did happen, it would be a small part, nothing major, yeah. more of a cameo than anything else. I would say, I will say, though, that I think Mark Hamill would be a really good fit for Guardians of the Galaxy. He yeah. kind of is like, aside from Luke Skywalker, where he's not really a goofy character, like right. he's done the Joker and just kind of his personality on social media. Right. He seems kind of like a goofy guy, right. Guardians of the Galaxy definitely heavy and com in like yeah, a right. comedic tone so i think it could definitely be a good role couldn't you see them like doing like a, a cameo and having some corny star wars like well line definitely i could like, definitely couldn't see, you that? see him just be like the force is strong with you or something <laughs> like that that would be funny and everybody would laugh and chris pratt be look at him like what yeah. are you saying and that Something like that would work because I read somewhere that um, I don't know if it was in volume one or two, but they were originally going to have uh, Star-Lord play with like uh, Star Wars oh, toys. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I I don't know. I could maybe see you. I don't want to say making like the villain because I don't think that's going to happen, but I could see him playing like a supporting role bigger than probably a cameo. I could yeah. see him actually playing in the movie. But because honestly, when you think about it, Mark Hamill hasn't done a lot in his right. life. Like he's he's no, obviously known for Luke Skywalker. Um, kind of more recently, he's known for the animated Joker voice. But really, besides that, like he hasn't really done a lot. I mean, yeah, no, no. Give him some love right. in like a big franchise. But it's, I think that'd be cool. Some of these people, the hard part when you're such an iconic is movie, that you you become that, become character. that character. You're right. So and he's, he, I would, and he's probably made enough money that well, he, true. he never, you know. Very true, but I feel like if I were an actor, I would definitely like not want that. I'd want to break right. out and try and flex my right. acting muscles. I don't know. Yeah, I, to me, I would, I would, if I had to guess, I'd go cameo over, you know, too okay. much screen time. All right. Um, would he? I mean, cameo in a dark light, cameo in a like light I just light. Think, <laughs> just think cameo with a with, with the, the Star, Star Wars. Wars. Okay. And you know what? That would be funny. It would. It, it would. That would be all right. But um, I, I don't know. I hope to see him a little bit more than a cameo. Um, in other Guardians of the Galaxy news, Gunn also responded to a fan on Twitter and confirmed that the original Groot is dead and the new Groot is his son. Very weird because I thought the complete opposite. Same. Um, so this surprises you. Do yeah, you, do you it, like that? He it, it kind of revealed me. that or it what? It doesn't really give away anything. It's it, not no, like it there's doesn't. a twist. It, 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 honestly, it could just be him trolling us. Like, you know. Definitely. Cause I could me, definitely see that. I don't know if I remember correctly, but didn't Groot just kind of like he saved everybody and kind of blew up? and then Yeah, so baby he Groot? saved everybody and blew up. But it, it, I don't know. The way the movie made it look was that. He like he regenerated. Small. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought too. So I don't know. It's kind of weird. I don't know how tree sex works. So yeah. <laughs> exactly. Who the fuck knows? So uh, all right, more Marvel news. Marvel has moved up the release date of Avengers: Infinity War from May fourth to April twenty seventh. It all started when Marvel Studios tweeted on a scale of one to infinity, "How excited are you for Infinity War on May fourth?" 
Robert Downey Jr., a.k.a. Iron Man, then tweeted, Any chance I could see it earlier? Marvel replied, Anything for you, Mr. Stark. How's April 27th? Downey Jr. then said, Great, with friends. Then Marvel tagged a bunch of the Avengers stars, and Downey then said, The entire world? Question mark. And then Marvel responded with, That's a fantastic idea. Done. Um, first of all, we'll get to what I really want to talk about, but from a marketing standpoint... Um, what do you think of this? Do you think this was planned from the very beginning? Do you think this is to prevent the head-to-head competition with Deadpool 2 and Star War- or Solo, a Star Wars story, which also come out in May? Like, what do, you, what do you think here? So I do think it had to be somewhat planned, uh, just because usually you're running around until the last minute to make edits and stuff. Yeah. So one, it shows they're confident, mm-hmm. right? This movie's done. Everything's ready to go. Um, you know. I don't think there's any way it fucking fails. There's no right. Way. Yeah, no. I mean, it, <laughs> either it's ten years in the it, making. Even if it's not great as a movie, I mean, it's going to do stupid numbers. Oh hell yeah! But it's going to be great because Marvel doesn't make bad movies. I agree. Um, but yeah, no. Wish I me, could say the same for DC. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah. It feels kind of staged. Um, which is it's fine. It's it's a it's a interesting idea. Uh, you know. To the average fan, they probably think, "Wow, you know, they really did just move this up." Yeah. Uh, to me, I would say it's probably to definitely give, took some planning, right? And it's to give it more of a buffer for Deadpool too. That way, you're not having people still going yeah. to see Avengers, and then Deadpool kind of gets a shitty, you know, yeah. release. So. I definitely think that's the main component in this. I would to, say, I would say that, and probably don't. I mean, you're competing with Star Wars anyway because you have Deadpool set for I think the same weekend. Yeah. Um. So. It, it's to to prevent Avengers from running too closely with Deadpool yeah. slash also Solo. having to compete too much with Solo. Yeah, and the crazy part is they're all kind of under the same umbrella, right? So they're all gonna do nasty yeah, numbers. It's gonna be ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. It's gonna be a crazy month. For and I'm fucking excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, another thing we have to talk about it. People are freaking out uh, about Marvel's decision to capitalize Fantastic in the tweet. Uh, what are the chances we will be introduced to the Fantastic Four in Infinity War? Are they trolling us, or uh, what do you think? I think it's probably just they wanted to say Fantastic. I don't like. I, Why the fuck s- did they capitalize some it? Some people just I'm pissed. People want to. <laughs> everything has to be cryptic nowadays. I don't foresee it happening. I don't either. I think, but it would be insane because if it did. Fantastic Four has had so much failure. Um, they've keep tried to you know redo it, redo it, mm-hmm. redo it. It just it hasn't stuck. Um, but now it's under Marvel, and you right. know they're going to make it good. Right, but I, I don't think that's something you just throw it. I, they've th- been very careful about how they've pieced all of this together, um, You know, even with Black Panther and Civil War being a completely new character and mm-hmm. Spider-Man. They've pieced all of this together perfectly where I just don't see them being like, oh, shit, let's just throw Fantastic Four in. Yeah. Do you? Would you be... I don't want to say mad, but would you? Uh, do you think it'd be too much if they uh, did throw yeah, it? Yeah, no, I, I think it would be too much, and I would also even as, as like a post-credit scene, like kind of a hint at the end. Maybe if it's like if it ties, we in have somehow. these four people that yeah. could help us, and it's like okay, so it's you like, know what I it's mean? It's like, like a dialogue piece, right? So you don't actually and you see show, it. or you show a couple That'd of them, be all right with or me. like you show their talents, or you could do the the DC way and throw in a. A USB and be yeah. like, oh, look <laughs> and at you see their like at, logos. Yeah, look at all of these. Um, yeah. uh, you know, I, I I could see something similar to that. I would be okay with what you said. With like, we have these four people who can help. Right. Like, 
because just, I'm assuming isn't this a two parter? Uh, so I think they went away with that. Originally it was. Now it's going to be like this is Avengers: Infinity War. The next one's going to have a different title, but it's going to be with the same villain. Well, I would yeah, assume, Thanos. Right? I think is definitely going to be in the same. Right. One. So to me, it seems first one they're going to fail. They're not going to obviously I think people destroy. Will die. We've right, talked about this. Right. So then you know, okay, we got to regroup. Yeah. Maybe so then you maybe throw in the Fantastic Four yeah, then. Maybe. I don't yeah, know. So I still think that's a stretch. I think so, too. I just don't want, like, I don't want this to be a complete troll. I'd be a little pissed if they did that. <laughs> like, why the fuck do you capitalize it when you know you just got in Fantastic They're Four? just excited. Yeah. Fantastic. That's man. true. That is true. All right, another big thing. Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio have officially signed on to star in Quentin Tarantino's upcoming movie, which now has an official title. It will be called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The movie is described as a story that takes place in Los Angeles in 1969 at the height of hippie Hollywood. Uh, The movie is set to hit theaters August 9th, 2019. Does this excite you? I also heard a rumor that Margot Robbie was talking about it, but I never, I couldn't find a confirmation that she was like in talks or anything. But I think anytime you get two superstars of the caliber of Brad Pitt and Leo, did, and first for me, anything Leo does it excites me. I agree. Um, throwing Brad Pitt with him, yeah, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Are uh, you a Tarantino fan? It's really for me. Tarantino's really hit or miss. Yeah, uh, Django, I loved. Django was good. Uh, Pulp Fiction, I love. That's but, like an all-time classic, right? But so, but other there's uh, like the Kill Bills didn't do anything for yeah. me, uh, you know. So some of it's good. Have you ever watched Reservoir Dogs? I never did. I cannot fucking get into it. I literally yeah. watched an hour and I'm like, when the fuck is something gonna happen? He's just. And I know Quentin Tarantino is like really all about the dialogue and like piecing different perspectives right. together. It's just it's yeah. not really for me, man. Sometimes he's a little too trippy for me. Yeah. Uh, sometimes he's too vulgar even for me. See, I don't really give a shit about that. Like, yeah. I'm cool with that. But it's just something like, about, like, the just always, pure dialogue right. just always doesn't, doesn't do it for me. Over the a top. A little over the top for me. Uh, I mean, I like Do you mean, of, like, like with the it. N-word? Is yeah, with Jan- saying, like, even with Django, I mean, I will say... It made you a lot of people. A lot it. of people did not like right. that aspect of it. Right, and like once you've said it a few times, ta- like we get the point. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to beat a dead horse. Um, so uh, you know he is what he is. Yeah, I, I'm intrigued with this because it is a Hollywood movie, so it could be very glitz and glamour. And right. you have Leo DiCaprio. You have uh, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Maybe like I. I like I said before. I. I. I think I heard Margot Robbie might be in talks. Like, if you have these crazy, crazy... Glamorous people, yeah. Yeah, I think it could be cool. I like the premise. I just... I hope he executes. I hope there's a little action and not pure fucking dialogue. Um, So, And sometimes I think he tries to go for too many perspectives, which sometimes hurts him, too. Yeah. And is... Do I I get a notch taken off if if I admit that I haven't seen Pulp Fiction from beginning to end? It's on Netflix. So I, I know. Mean, you, you don't have. <laughs> I an definitely excuse need to, to watch, watch it. Yeah, but I will say I didn't watch it till I was in college. I've seen it's good. Some of it. It's a little overblown. Okay, it's good. So, so a little overblown. A little overrated. A little overrated. Overblown. Overrated. Simul- yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, there's some really good parts, yeah. but some of it. So, it just overrated. they have some of the iconic right. quotes and scenes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, next, this is a big one for both of us. Uh, not really a ton to talk about, but Netflix revealed the first trailer for really a teaser for the final season of House of Cards. 
Um, the last season will be premiering on Netflix this fall. They did not give a specific date. Um, we really didn't learn anything from the trailer, uh, but what what'd you think of it? Did it get you hyped? Yeah, it got me hyped. It was hyped. only 30 Just, seconds. Right. And then at like, the end, she said, what does she say again? She says, like, we ju- we're just getting started. We're just That's getting what started, said. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, first off, anytime you get, like, that Netflix sound, mm-hmm. it, it always is kind of exciting. Um, seeing House of Cards is really cool here in Claire. Uh, I wish they would have given us something. Yeah. I, I, give, give us something to show what you're going to do with Frank. It's going to be... I hope they do it right. It's going to really be do. weird. It is. It's, it's going to be weird. weird. And it sucks to say this because I love this fucking show, but I'm I'm going to miss Frank Underwood. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was an iconic character, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. Um, he, I he have his poster huge. in here. It did not age well, <laughs> did but not age well. I'll admit it. Um, <laughs> yeah, he leaves a huge void, so it, it's... They're going to have a hell of a time piecing yeah. that one But together. I do think they, I don't envy the position I there. agree, but I do think they left the last season in right. a they good got spot to they, right. where they could just say, fuck it. Yeah, you know? yeah they, they they got lucky that yeah. it wasn't like season two or three. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, my so. God. That'd be insane. All right. Um, let's move on a little bit. Kristen Wiig is in talks to play Cheetah in Wonder Woman 2. She will play the villain Cheetah, who's known for having superhuman strength and agility. Plot details have not emerged, but Gal Gadot will be back along with director Patty Jenkins. How do you feel about this uh, villain? I really don't know anything about her. Just the casting of Kristen Wiig is kind of weird to me. Yeah, I'm a big Kristen Wiig fan, but I don't think I will like her in this role. Are you a big Bridesmaids guy? I like it. I I thought it was so overrated, I I have to say. I wouldn't say I'm big. I I like it. It's funny. Um, There's certain parts that crack me up, but overall, like, People are like, oh my god, this is the most Best hilarious comedy ever. Yeah, yeah, like biggest female comedy ever. I'm like, it was probably a little the biggest overrated. Female comedy. That ever. that that's fair, but just oh, it's a little overrated. It's me. a little overrated, but I feel like every really big movie is, um, and you know, in some sense, that's um, a little hot take. Right. It's pretty close to right though. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, yeah so. I, that just feels like a weird role for her. She's not. Uh, when I think her, I don't think a. I don't think villain. B, I don't think superhero movie. Yeah. And C, I don't think serious. So, like, those and three things are really going against Another her. part that I'm kind of skeptical about of all this is I believe that... So, the first one was World War One, right. I believe. This one is... I can't remember what war, but it's definitely, like, in the past again. So, the fact that they're going to bring, like, a character named, like, Cheetah, who maybe has, like... Cheetah powers. Yeah. It's fucking weird to me. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Don't so know. hopefully they piece it together and make it as like, you know, a little bit as uh, sequels are never as good, but you know, trying to be as good yeah, as but the first usually one. Superhero sequels are kind of the exception to that because you get That's fair. You know what I mean? Usually the first one you get more and more and more. Kind of the worst, but I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. I Man, there's got to be like bigger badass women that you could get than Kristen Wiig, you would think. And for yeah. a franchise that's struggling and Wonder Woman's really your your saving grace, the glue. you, you kind of got to yeah. find that girl. I should have gone like Ronda Rousey. And may, well, may, maybe uh, Cheetah has wit. I really know nothing about this villain. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, don't know. I, I don't know, but maybe that's why they chose her. Um, all right, and then our last movie topic, reports are saying Tom Cruise may star in the upcoming Green Lantern movie. DC is developing a Green Lantern core movie, which means multiple Green Lanterns, and Cruz could potentially play Hal Jordan. I think he's kind of the veteran 
character of the Green Lantern Corps. Um, do you think this would be a good fit, Tom Cruise and Green Lantern and DC? And, yeah, what do you think? In Justice League? Um, First of uh, all, I'm not a Green Lantern guy. Like, yeah, see, the f- when, when they – the initial one with uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds couldn't get into it. Yeah, it's it just terrible. too too alieny and too weird. Yeah. And too, I don't know. That's the. Th- th- I think that's what separates Marvel and DC. Period for me is because obviously, like, there's an element where the shit obviously couldn't happen. But right. Marvel makes it like scientific and like they make you right. think in the movie, at least when you're watching it, that okay, maybe this could happen. Right. Whereas DC, it's just like it seems all like. Um, yeah, you they're all, they're they're all, all gods. Right. And it's all visual effects, and the whole world is coming to a fucking end. Right. You know, so it just kind of feels Metropolis and uh, are like right next to right next to <laughs> Gotham. Yeah, it's just like it just seems so blown out of proportion. Whereas right. Marvel, it just I don't know, they just do it so well. But so that so that's kind of a grand. That scheme, is an interesting but, point. I've never thought about that. I like that. Yeah, take. yeah. But, uh, no, I agree. I, I think Green Lantern's a tough superhero. Um, but I think Tom Cruise could. I mean, it depends on who else you get for the right. other Green Lanterns. Like, I think there is a black Green Lantern. Like, who who would you throw out for like a black Green Lantern? Oh, um, I'd have to think. Too. I didn't. Even, this is just off the cuff, but I, I I'd have to think about it too. Know, but my, my if I'm going first choice, John Boyega. That'd be an interesting one. If it's me, I'm going to throw a shit ton of money at Michael B. Jordan. Okay. That'd be cool. That would be that'd be interesting. I don't think he has any incentive to take it, yeah. but um, that'd be my... That's, that's, a good, that's, that's a good pick. That's who I would go with. That's a good pick. Uh, uh, but I... <sighs> I don't know why Tom Cruise would take. I don't. I don't know what the benefit of him taking this is. You know what I mean? Yeah. He see, he also seems old for yeah. a superhero. And I think that's why, um, in the report that I read, that that's they were saying like this could be a potentially great role, is because the Hal Jordan is the veteran of the crew. Right. So I don't know. So interesting. All right, moving on to some music talk. Rick Ross was reportedly on life support for an alleged respiratory issue. He's now back home and receiving treatment. Um, this is kind of a hot take, but I want to throw it out there. I, I don't want to say on here I said, is it time to uh, admit that Rosé is one of the most underrated rappers in history? I don't know if it, like that's the right word, right. underrated, but I would say his longevity is something to definitely like give a nod to oh, because the dude has hits. The dude has a label. The dude, like, he puts these people under his wing. You got Meek Mill. You got Wale. You got all these other kind of, they're more underground. But the dude has created something big. And, like, I was just thinking, like, when he was about to die, like, just like, damn, that would be a big hit to rap. You know what I mean? It just kind of, it makes you think, like, damn, where where is his place in rap when it's all said and done? You know what I mean? Right. So, he's he's not... He's not a top guy. Yeah. He's, he's an icon. He, I, I agree. He's an that's icon. A point. Like, icon. That's a good way to put it. Icon, not a legend. Okay. Um, I would say he's definitely not like the one of the greatest rappers right. ever, but his longevity and like I have definitely have a shit ton of songs oh, yeah. of him on my I, phone. I think probably the most underrated thing about Rick Ross that you kind of touched on is his, his ability to, um, you know, How's, what's the word I'm looking for here is is, is to bring talent together. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's kind of underrated, you know, like you said with the label. But also, I mean, if you think about him and DJ Khaled, I mean, he right. I don't want to say he started DJ Khaled, but they basically came up together. Right, and you think about just how many different people on each project, yeah. and each song, and yeah. how many times has he gone and done a verse for somebody? I oh, mean, yeah. He has worked with the best of the best. Definitely. And, and now it's more common mm-hmm. to work with other people. But, um, I mean, even, you know, when he was coming up, he was doing that. So, uh, I mean, I, I, I think you got to give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah. Um, I You know – I will say. I this. will say to me, he's more. I remember more of his like individual verses, okay, rather than whole projects. Do you have a favorite? <sighs> I have an easy one. What's that? That is on Kanye's uh, "My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy," okay. uh, "Devil in a New Dress." New Dress. I think that is by far his best guest verse. Okay, like he fucking killed it. Um, also, I want to point out. I think. That he is way better on like a smooth beat than a right. trap beat. Oh yeah, no, and absolutely. he likes to try and throw right. in those trap bangers, but the dude definitely needs to stay with the smooth right. beats. Because uh, have you ever heard Sixteen with Andre Three K? Yes. Love yes. that song. Ooh. Like shit like that. I yes. I love it. Or like Aston Martin music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, shit. What else? There's a lot, dude. He he's had a lot, and even I remember in like middle school when he came out with um, uh, hustling. Yeah, and what's the, there was one oh, other one. What's the Drake one? We on one? Yeah, that that was a that, that was probably high school. Well, though. yeah, yeah, yeah. But there but. was one uh, push it, push it to the limit. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, so but hustling that was iconic oh, back yeah. in the day. Yeah, good shit. So, yeah, I mean, Ross, yeah, I, I, I would say I would say verse? I would say underrated. Um, another person I would put next to him is the game. A lot of people don't talk about the game. Yeah. It's like one of the best. Like that dude has had longevity. Yeah, he has shit ton of hits. Um, the I don't know about the last album, but the the documentary two and two point five, fucking incredible, both of them. So the dude still can rap. It's, I would say even with Rick Ross, I think they both still have the potential to put out like really good music. Right. So that's yeah, that's what yeah, it is. That's Hopefully I- he has a speedy recovery and he's yeah. back. So haven't heard much um, of an update, but he, I know he's back home. All right. Uh, Logic dropped three new songs, 44 more overnight and every day. Uh, he's also headlining Soundset. Um, so originally when he dropped those three songs, I, a lot of speculation was going mostly on my part. Like, is this an album? Is this a mixtape? What is what, what material is this? Um, but today he just announced through a Rick and Morty promo, which I thought was epic just because it's logic, right. uh, that Bobby Tarantino 2 will be dropping this Friday, March 9th. So we don't have a long time to wait. Um, so when when I hear that, when I hear that it's like a Bobby Tarantino 2, it's definitely more of like trappy vibes. Yeah. But the different thing about logic is when he does trap, it's about like like good things like right. being a good person and like I think he even says that in one of them right? yeah in the overnight one I think i be a good person right. but yeah he, so he's like trying to have fun with it but he still wants to like give you a message right. which I think is kind of cool and different um, so I am excited for um, Bobby Tarantino too of those have you listened to the three songs yeah, I have what, what's your favorite one 44 more definitely I think honestly and this is a hot take too but one of a very important line in mod like in recent memory is when he says, um, you're in the club throwing dollars, but I'm saving mine so my For kids college. can go to college. Like that's a big fucking like that you probably just hear it and like think, Oh, that's a cool line. But like 
a lot of these rappers nowadays, like, they could learn some shit from that. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, I think that's an important line out there. Um, so I like that. Um, but if you were to executive produce this Bobby Tarantino 2, um, do you have any features that you want? Uh, any certain vibes, sounds? What, what would you um, construct here? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Logic doesn't work with, like, a lot of people. No. I think diff- Bobby Tarantino is a little different, though, because, I mean, it's – I think it's supposed to be like fun. Fun, yeah. I know on Bobby on the first Bobby Tarantino, he uh, did a song with Pusha T. That might be the only feature. Um, I'm predicting Joey Badass on this though, because he toured with him. I know That'd they have good. music together, um, so that could be something. It'll be an interesting mix. Yeah, but on the other hand, they might save that for the album Ultra Eighty Five because they both are wokeish fuck yeah and they are. so they may wait to spit some truth on the on the last album who knows um all right moving on because we still have fucking sports to talk about uh childish gambino announced a tour with ray shremmerd um do you think this means the final childish gambino album could be on the way and would you be excited uh would i be excited for which one the album or the tour well i know we talked the about tour, the tour no um yeah it's an interesting combo him and ray Shremmer. yeah um honestly i i shot you that just because i'm looking for an excuse <laughs> to go to houston i want to make it down there and i i i right. got to do something when we're down there so but anyway uh I'm excited for a new Childish Gambino album. I hope he goes different than Awaken My Love. I hope it's yeah. more rappy rap. Yeah, um, I'd agree. But the show Atlanta, love it. I hope like he incorporates some of like what he's trying to tell on there, maybe on the album, because the the show is definitely woke as hell. And I don't know. I just want a, a rap, a new, another rap album from Childish Gambino because he is very talented. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um. And then so if Gambino drops an album this year, he'd have a role as Young Lando in Solo: Star Wars Story. He premiered season two of Atlanta on FX. It's going on Thursdays now, and he'd have the new album. So uh, early contender for and he's 2018 uh spider-man 2 spider-man 2 and lion king i know that. Oh, yeah. i am forgot that about that out, one i don't think it comes i i saw it comes out next year yeah but still but still, yeah. but still leading up to that it would be dope um another quick tidbit of news chance the rapper told pitchfork that he and childish gambino did link up in atlanta to record some tracks and they are amazing according to chance the rapper um chance also hinted that he's working on kanye west albums too um this kind of Chance Rapper, Childish Gambino EP mixtape album has been floating around for a long time. Do right. you think it's going to see the day, the light of day? Uh, I'd love for it. I, it'd be cool. It'd be really cool. It'd be cool. really cool. So be on the lookout for that. Um, Travis Scott tweeted and said, Abel's new album is scary. It's like when I first I heard him for the first time. Abel is the weekend. Um would you rather have Starboy vibes or the trilogy vibes? It's a tough question. Because um, I really enjoyed Starboy. Starboy, yeah, I enjoyed uh, Starboy too. Very poppy. But, man, when he does the vocals, the trilogy was all about the vocals. Yeah, and see, Ooh, Chase good. put you on to him. Yeah. And I kind of came on to the weekend more so on Beauty Behind the Madness. Okay. So I didn't really, I mean, I've heard songs from right. the trilogy. Well, there's a lot. But, yeah, there's I haven't, I haven't I mean, heard yeah, all there's of There's a lot. So. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting. I just want to know if him and Drake are going to work together. I know. Damn song. Seriously. It, they have to have yeah. one. They've kind of squashed the beef. They can't yeah. perform together. They definitely like, you, have to have yeah. one at least. He's got to give think. us one. I would think too. For the um, six. Yeah, all right. It's, this one's kind of funny. Lonzo Ball said his current top five rappers are Future, Drake, Quavo, Offset, and 21 Savage. That's, Is this a valid list? No. I agree. This shit's trash. God awful. <laughs> the only person on that list I would put in mind is Drake. Absolutely. What's your top? You, five? you could argue. I think for future. I know we're not trappers, uh, but I feel like there's an argument at least for future. But that's fair. He wouldn't be on mine. My top five right now. Right God, now. That's tough. I got mine. All right. Let's hear yours. All right. Number one, Kendrick. Yeah, I think I would. Do number the same. number two, J Cole. I'd probably go Drake, too. See, you have to make the argument for, like, rapper versus, like, star. If you go f- more star, then right. it's definitely Drake. But I personally like the message and the mute. Like, I'm, I'm right. all about storytelling and lyrics right. and shit like that. So I put J. Cole above. Um, then I'd probably go Drake because, I mean, his commercial success, you got to throw out love to there. Then, honestly... I might go Logic. I, I I know I'm a big Logic fan, but the fact that 1-800 has blown up, so now he's right. in the mainstream eye. Um, he's coming out with Bobby Tarantino. You know he has new, another album coming. Um, so the dude can spit, and I love the guy. He's a genuine good dude. Um, I think he definitely deserves the credit. Number five is tough for me. Um, I am. This is going to shock a lot of people, but this is kind of my hot take. Mac Miller. The okay. dude seriously gets better with every song, every album, and I, I think he does have new music on the way. Um, so I, I really enjoy Mac Miller. You could throw Joey Badass in there. You could throw Chance the Rapper in there. But um, if I'm talking like I, ha- I have to like balance like bars and stardom and shit like that. Right. Probably should have thrown Chance the Rapper in there. I'm not gonna lie, but yeah, that's my top five. Right. So J. Cole would be in my top five. I feel like three probably. Kendrick and Drake. Five, I would probably throw in like a mix of Jay-Z and Kanye. Okay. Just because like, well, Jay-Z, I mean, he just put out a great project, um, you know, this past year. Yeah. Kanye's working on one. Uh, you know, he still had. Um, would you throw in J. Cole or no? Yeah, J. Cole would probably be my three okay. right behind Drake. Got that four spot's tough. Chance is tough to go against. Yeah. Probably wouldn't put Logic in the top five yet, but damn, he's got to be close. Yeah, it's tough. It's it tough. is. It is tough. Um, I mean, obviously Eminem's still around, and we both love Eminem, right. but it's kind of one of be those realistic. like you, you want to be like a like a, a current list versus a legend list, right? So I don't know. You want to throw out a five before we go on, or do you want to uh, think about it? I don't know. I don't know if I can. We'll I'm, come. I'm we'll come back taken. on it. We'll come back on it. All right, let's get into some sports. There's one big thing we have to talk about. Uh, I don't think we talked about it on the last one. Yeah. But uh, ESPN reported that FBI wiretaps intercepted Sean Miller, who is the Arizona head basketball coach, and Christian Hawkins, who is a assistant. Is that right? I think so. Okay, discussing a payment of $100,000 to ensure star freshman DeAndre Ayton signed with Arizona. Um, other schools and players and coaches – uh, were named in like other reports I know, like for making it kind of an Iowa 
story like monte morris was named that he got like breakfast somewhere some yeah. stupid shit um some other schools got named and like other stuff i know louisville they fired uh rick patino his banner down they took they vacated the wins i think that was for something separate that's like <sighs> sexual the prostitute scandal but um i mean is this the beginning of the so first of all before i ask that question uh this has kind of cooled down since then um I know there was some story of like ESPN may have reported it too soon and like they hadn't yeah. officially heard the wire t- uh, the wiretaps. Have you heard anything more about this? Right. Do you so know anything else? For Sean Miller, like adamantly declined or like denied it. Yeah, because uh, he's still the coach. He's still the right? coach. Yeah. Okay, yeah, he I was, didn't I, think he, he got did, fired. He didn't coach like one game. Yeah, he didn't. I think it was Oregon. Yeah, um, but there he kind of put out a timeline where. If the timeline's correct, there's no way that it makes sense because Aiton, um, he committed like three or four months before the wiretap would have taken place. Mm. So, uh, so from the investigation So that kind of lost some cred- credibility with that. Yeah, so the, the, it's just kind of right now it's he said, she said. Uh, you know, you, you don't know for sure who to believe. And there's – listen, I mean, the thing is this is all going to drop at some point, and it's a matter, uh, you know, of – Who's going to be named? I mean, it's going to be a shit ton. It's, oh, yeah. It's going to affect a lot. So that leads me to my next question. Right. Is this the beginning of the end for the NCAA? I mean, the shit is going to hit the fan. Right. Shit's going to hit the fan. It's hard to say it's the beginning of the end because there's – I mean, they just reported the day they made over a billion dollars in revenue for – um, this calendar year, or 2016 yeah. to 2017. So, I mean, they're making um, money. It's right. kind of like the NFL. It's yeah, corrupt, I mean, but yeah, they're still yeah, making money. Just, I don't see a way for it to come crashing down. Yeah. I mean, like, like they talk about basketball-wise going, you know, high school to the NBA, but for, like, college football, you can't do that. Yeah, a high school cannot go play in the NFL. So you have to have college football. Something. You know, something drastic is really going to have to change for it to be the beginning of the end of the NCAA. If like a Louisville and Kentucky were like, you know, fuck this, let's make our own league. But then, yeah. but then, then they would have to leave the like the academics would have to leave the NCAA. Mm-hmm. So there's just and there's the schools lot. are making a shit ton of money. So you know, they they're not going to want to walk away from that. So. I don't see it as the beginning of the end. I see it's the beginning of, of uh, some a drastic change, change okay. that's going to take place, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard. I, they've put themselves in this position. It's hard to change mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. Um, I think they've kind of turned a blind eye to all of this kind of on purpose. Yeah. Um, and, man, it's, it's it's only going to get worse. Um, it's it, you, what, what, what I think needs to happen for this to change is I think you got to – we need to stop penalizing programs like Louisville. You don't you don't penalize them and take away a championship banner. That doesn't fucking do anything. You need to punish Rick Pitino. If he's the head coach, if he knows about all this shit, he should never be allowed to coach college basketball again. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you do that to him. Okay, now if the Sean Miller stuff's true, you're giving $100,000 that is clearly against the rules, you're never allowed to coach college basketball again. So, how many people so punish the coach? Right. And how many people are going to then be like, is this $200,000 to get this recruit worth me losing my three and a half million dollar salary mm-hmm. and never being able to coach here again? Mm-hmm. Because now that means I either have to try to get an NBA job or I have to try to go to high school or, I, you know, I have to do something because, I mean, let's face it, how many college coaches 
are good enough to go do something completely different. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's only so many TV analyst jobs. Yeah. Um, Let, can I rebut with one thing? Yeah. Just to kind of play devil's advocate. Um, so I kind of want to work in the discussion on, like, playing stu- paying Dang. student athletes. Um, and this could be a full podcast, so we're not oh, going to yeah, really get into the full scope of it. But um, I, I just kind of want to – I remember a tweet – it's from my buddy Ross, who I used yeah. to do be the producer for their show, um, and he said something along the lines of like, "So, do you really think that um, one player for a hundred thousand um, dollars for do you think it's necessary to pay a player a hundred thousand dollars for one year when you know they're just going to go to the NBA?" And he goes. In the same tweet, he's saying yes because they bring in that much revenue and that whole thing. So let me tell you my stance on this whole subject. A while ago, like when I was in college, I'm like, no, they definitely should not be paid. Um, Because kind of I I thought about it in like terms of like, okay, I'm just a college student. I'm not an athlete. And what the fuck? Like I'm working my ass off to try and get a, a good job. But I'm not gonna get paid anything. So think about it in that aspect. I don't. I know. I know the rebut for that is you don't bring money to the school. Blah blah right. blah. And I get that. But just kind of thinking it in terms of like fairness. Like if I'm not gonna get you know paid for something that I'm trying to work hard to do, why are these people? Why are the athletes going to get paid? So in that aspect, that's that was my mindset back, right. kind of in college. Seeing all of this kind of play out and kind of becoming more susceptible to, I don't want to say corruption, but like no, seeing all corruption, yeah. you know, basically um, it makes me think more that something needs to happen where maybe they get a stipend or maybe so, in some sort they need to be paid. I, that my, my stance is kind of molded and changed it a little bit. But I think something definitely needs to happen because they are bringing so much money to the school. I don't know what it is. I don't have the answers. A lot of people have a lot of theories where they lay it all out what they think should happen. I don't have those answers. I I just I personally think that something should happen because let's say you do pay players in some regard, then shit like this wouldn't even be a story. I mean, you know what I mean? Right. So the it's a slippery slope because i know then you get into the whole argument of like do you pay swimmers and football players the same do you what what type of amount do you pay you know shit like that it's a slippery slope i get it um but i think the conversation needs to be had and i think um i i just you look at it as corrupt but really if you if you think outside the box like maybe it could be a good idea that's just don't box yourself into like okay they're paying people off like that's corrupt. Right. Think about it like maybe they deserve to be paid. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That's me, my. Th- but I'm gonna come think? at you with a lot of different angles. Here's okay. the thing: I see, I see, I honestly do see both sides of this argument, mm-hmm. uh, which is not a cop out because I'm gonna explain kind of my whole thinking. One, yeah. the first aspect I want to talk about is there's got to be some type of punishment for this, even if you think okay, he should make $100,000. I don't necessarily disagree with you, but yeah. there's got to be some type of punishment because the coach broke the rules. And if you don't punish them and you say, well, the system's just fucked, we'll change the whole system. I agree. Instead of punishing the coach, because then what you're doing is you're really punishing 
the the coaches that aren't cheating. Sure. Right? Because then you're saying, well, they were paying $100,000. Nothing happened to him. I wasn't paying anybody, and nothing happened to me yeah. either. You know? So I that's, that's my first initial take. My second take is, as far as paying players, I don't think the NCAA should pay players. I don't think even necessarily the colleges should pay. Because if you do, you're not going to be able to pay every single athlete at your school. And what what that really means is you're going to have football, you're going to have basketball, and maybe a couple other sports. But your your golf, your softball, baseball, your swimming, so your those sports, sports are going to get cut. Yeah, and and that's not fair to those athletes who worked so hard their whole lives to mm-hmm. get to that point. Where really, it's for them to get free college, to get free education. Yeah. And that's really kind of it because there's not so in a lot of those sports there's not. You can't make enough money professionally, mm-hmm. and you're—I mean—only a few are really good enough to like make Olympics, any sort you know? of money. Yeah, right. So, so that's my kind of thought there. What I do think they can do, and what they should do, if I were them, is they should be able to make money off their likeness. So, so think about Johnny Manziel. He got in trouble because he was allegedly selling autographs. Mm-hmm. He, he should be able to, you know, hey, I'll go here for two hours, uh, you know. Twenty bucks and I'll sign something for okay. you. So you what? Know, you yeah. know what I mean? No, like, I they agree. should be able I, to I get money that. independently. They should be able to get sponsorships from Nike if they want. Mm-hmm. The slippery slope then becomes okay. Well, what if you have a really rich booster at Duke that's saying, "Come to Duke, I'll pay you ten grand. We'll say we're doing some bullshit thing, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll just you know, and then you can offer more and more and yeah. more. But that's where those big schools will still have a bigger advantage because. If you're the number one recruit in the nation, hey, come to Kentucky to play basketball. Why? Well, because we can do – this is how many big blue fans And we can we pay have. you more. Right. And yeah. you're going to make more money in the long run. So the top dogs are still going to eat, mm-hmm. you know, just like they kind of are now. So you're not going to ch- change the whole landscape of college athletics. Uh, I just don't think it's realistic to say everybody should be paid when really in college athletics there's – Really, only two sports that make any amount of money, and that is football and that is basketball. Um, so, like, sorry, swim girl, but I don't. You're not going to make money. Mm-hmm. So, I, I it's I, I don't know if I can pay you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, it, it's hard. I don't think there's a right or a wrong. I don't. I don't even know if there's a really a solution. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's kind of my so so your so your side that's saying like. You should. They should be paid. It's strictly like off their likeness, off their likeness, off okay. their identity. Okay. They can get. They can go get a Nike. So like, what about like EA Sport? Like, bring yeah. back a college basketball. Then they game? can bring back EA Sports, and you think everybody that, everybody gets that would include five hundred bucks. That would include game. that, right? Right. Everybody okay. gets five hundred bucks a free game if you want okay. to be in it. That's you know, a, something like that. Okay, that's fair. I because then, like then there's then it's not technically as corrupt. Of course, somehow someone's going to find a way to bend the rules. It's oh, yeah. always going to happen. There's always going to be cheaters. You, I mean, it's just about trying to find them and weed them out. Um, but it's going to at least cut that down. We're going to have less violations and all this other bullshit. And you're going to let athletes, the market will set your, your worth, mm-hmm. which it should. If someone is willing to pay you 40 bucks for an autograph, they can now pay you 40 bucks for an autograph. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that to me is the fairest way. I, I don't know how it would all work, but mm-hmm. yeah, I and I all of this, I ain't got the answers. Right, and this all comes down to a lot of. I see a lot of people. Uh, I I have to talk about this because this drives me nuts. Sure, two things. A lot of people are talking about the FBI, and like, there's a lot of people out there that are like, "Oh, the FBI was tipped off about school shooting," but don't worry, they're you know, they're 
cracking down on college basketball athletics. Okay, there's more than two people that work at the fucking FBI. Some people are going to focus on college basketball. Some people are going to focus on a Russian investigation. Some people are going to focus on fucking school shooters. Okay, <laughs> just because they missed something doesn't mean it's because all of their attention was on a college basketball scam. That's mm-hmm. a fucking lazy argument. Mm-hmm. Um, the second part being a lot of people are asking why the FBI is investigating this. It's because of the money. Uh, if I paid DeAndre Ayton $100,000, guess what? He ain't paying taxes on that money. That shit was cash. Oh, yeah. Okay? You got to pay uh, Uncle Sam his his money mm-hmm. or they're going to come after you. And that's what this is about. That's why this all started was because when people make cash money under the books, guess what? You're not going to pay taxes on it. Tax day coming. Tax day coming. Tax day coming. The U.S. Coming. government only gives a shit about their money. That's why all this is happening. What song was that, by the way? I don't know. Wesley's Theory by Kendrick. Ah. Mm, yeah, I would never guess that. <laughs> Anyways, rant over. Rant over. Yeah, no, it's it's a long, long conversation. There's a lot of different avenues, you know, you can take. Right. We could seriously spend a whole podcast oh, on this topic. It's um, just so big. Oh, yeah. It's hard to, like, Oh, it's crazy. You can't sit through every, you know, yeah. do this, and then how's that going to affect this, and... yeah. It's it's crazy, and I think something definitely needs to happen. I don't know what, but we we will see what happens. All Whoa. right, moving on. Uh, so, I mean, here's my college basketball update. I haven't watched a lick of college basketball, <laughs> and I feel really bad because I know March Madness is coming. I'm excited. I love March Madness. Right. I just this haven't. This has probably been the least amount of college basketball I've watched in a while. There's just no dominant team. Yeah. Uh, a lot of average out there. I watched Carolina Duke the other night. I've watched quite a few Carolina games. I unfortunately, what are their rankings? Carolina uh, Duke's like five, Carolina's nine, I think. Okay, so they're top ten. Yeah, uh, watched a lot of Iowa this year, which was a fucking shame. They're shitty, right? They're terrible. Um, it'll be interesting. I actually took next Thursday and Friday off, so I will be at home watching the first rounds of there the NCAA go. tournament. Good shit. All right, uh, moving on. So we have a new segment idea. Uh, Brandon's girlfriend Taylor pitched this to me actually after our last podcast. Um, so we're going to go ahead and give it a try. This will be a test to see if she actually listens <laughs> to the podcast, especially this far deep into the podcast. <laughs> so, um, of course, she couldn't make it tonight. You know, she pitched the idea and then she yeah, doesn't fucking yeah. make it. Doesn't fall through. Of course. But um, so basically, Brandon and or Taylor are going to give me dating Tinder advice. And it's going to be funny as hell. The um, love guru, baby. That's right. Uh, so I, th- I may pose a few questions. Maybe you guys will just throw some shit at me. I don't know. It'll mold itself into what it molds itself into. But we're going to call it Trey Needs Love. Trey Needs Love. <laughs> So Trey's on the quest. So uh, yeah. So one thing I will say to start this shit off, um, I'll save a little bit for Taylor for like maybe that's she'll fine. come next time. Yeah, uh, that sounded provocative. If you think about Ooh. it, one way, how you doing? It in the in the trainees. Taylor's, <laughs> <save it. laughs> Taylor's listening. She ain't been coming for a while. <laughs> oh shit and Yo, yeah. I'm in the doghouse Edit this out Yeah. <laughs> what was the one thing you said uh, The last come time on. Come on Too, too vulgar come on. Too vulgar for the podcast Oh uh, my god That was, that was, that was dr- the funniest moment fogs. ever Drunk at Fogs That's what that was Oh god Good times um, Alright so Today this happened to me um, So I'll leave some other shit for Taylor But today this happened to me so, on Tinder, 
if you are a female, and tell me if this is wrong, the mi- wrong mindset or not. Well, I, I, I'm not a female, so right, the mindset t- no, might be tough. No, this is the mindset of, a, of me. Okay. So if you are a female and you leave your like Snapchat or Instagram and you're fucking hot, I'm more than likely going to follow your ass. Yeah. I mean, think that's that, the purpose. Is that a wrong thing to... No, say? no. I mean, you, they're leaving their Snapchat right. and Instagram. So, really, let me just say this: Instagram makes sense. If you're leaving your Snapchat, that's a little weird. That seems a little personal. But, but, but you know what I mean? No, I'm not saying you did no, wrong. I'm not saying no. I you know. should follow. Them. I'm just I saying think that's the purpose I, of putting it out there. Yeah, I agree. I'm just, just saying. The, I would never put my kind of like there. the. I don't want to say the younger generation because we're fucking millennials, but like I feel like high schoolers and some like young college girls right. like they're they're snap that's, that's all, they, all do. they do yeah which i'm not a big snapchat guy i'm not yeah. gonna lie but um you can only take so many selfies yeah i mean yeah what the fuck look at me <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so this girl leaves her snapchat i get on i'm like damn this girl's fucking fine okay i i add her on snapchat she adds me back. I'm like, okay, how Here are you we doing? Go. And I'm not going to like be the one to initiate it because that might be fucking weird. But, all right, so she messaged me first. She's like, hey, how are you? I say, I'm pretty good. How are you? And we get to just talking, going back mm-hmm. and forth. And this girl like seems like a legit girl. She's like asking me normal questions. So I know what you're probably thinking, like spam whores. Spam whores. Or she took a picture of her dick and sent it to you. <laughs> No, ah. not that. That's not what this that is going to. I, prom- right I promise you. But so, I know you're not a Tinder guy, but basically they are fluttered with spam whores. Right. Um, spam whores are basically bots. Right. Who? It's Russian. If you like, if you swipe on that, like sometimes I'm in a swipe zone and I'm not even looking at the profile. There you like go. you can tell on a profile if you read normally yeah. if they're a bot, but sometimes if you don't read, you're swiping. Like you match with one of them or something, right. and then you'll know right away when they say, "Go like my, or go oh, to this yeah, link in my live stream, blah blah blah." And then from, the, from there, you're like, "Okay, I'm just gonna unmatch you or yeah. not do anything." So I have, I'm on the Snapchat going back and forth with this girl, and she's like, I, "I can't remember who initiated, but she's like, I'm a student at Drake," and I'm like, "Okay." cool like i went to iowa state and we're talking like what i majored in shit like what she likes like i was like what movies do you like shit like shit like that mm-hmm. just back and forth normal fucking talk yeah and then all of a sudden she goes what are you doing right now and i go i'm at work and she goes <laughs> she goes i'm and i then i go how about you and she goes i'm on my couch really bored right now <laughs> do you see where this is going yeah. and, and so basically it come come to find out she's trying to get me to go to her fucking live stream <laughs> and i'm like i'm like what the fuck is going on right now you have an like an hour-long conversation with me saying like you are an accounting student at drake saying like my favorite team saying like like what i like to watch and then like out of the blue you're like Go watch my live stream. Make that money. No, the very first thing she said, she's like, this is what made it even more weird. The very first question, like, she asked me, she was like, um, how's your internet connection? (laughs) No. (laughs) She was like, she was like, uh, how, um, what do you, what do you like? looking for on tinder or what are you doing on tinder or whatever and i i, I think <laughs> exactly no i said just like Love, looking for a good time girl. i don't know what i said and then she's like oh because 
I'm one of those guys who I'm like, I, I try and keep the conversation going. Yeah. So I'm always like, how about you two or whatever? Mm-hmm. And so she's Me too. like, <laughs> damn, touche. <laughs> no, but she goes like, oh, I'm looking, I'm, I'm just lo- up for anything like mm-hmm. serious relationship or casual, whatever. So sh- she's telling me she's like down for a serious relationship. And then she goes and she's telling me she's a live cam girl. What the fuck? What does this world come to? That's tough. I, I was a little hurt. I'm not going to lie. Did you go check her live cam out? Fuck no. Maybe it was just a, a private the, live cam no, for you. No, because I guarantee she would have been like, put your credit card in here. <laughs> I, I promise it's free. And then the next day I'd be fucking hacked and my car, my card would be gone. So. What you should do, this is my advice. Okay. Because after this happens, you need to Google this girl. Okay. Figure out if she's legit. Because... She de- maybe she's the Snapchat, just. There's definitely maybe it's like just a, a side hustle. Last, na- last name. Yeah, maybe it's just a side hustle. So, okay, so live streaming to get the views. Let's see. Let's say it is a side hustle. Would you pursue? If Taylor, it's a good if enough live cam. <laughs> it's a good enough live cam. Uh, Let me tell you, if fuck. she's just live cam and her sitting on the couch, <laughs> nope, bitch. <laughs> Bye. Oh shit. Yeah. She, no, she, she put I mean, a little nipple it, in, in there. Maybe. In her in her pics, like in her tw- Tinder pics, she's fucking smoking hot. So mm-hmm. I was like, hell yeah, so I'm adding you on Snapchat. Well, if uh, a smoking hot girl's adding you on Snapchat, sorry, Trey, it's a bot. Damn, fuck <laughs> you. You're probably right. That should have been my first hint. Like, she's actually responding. <laughs> and this but, is the first time Trey's texted a girl in three months. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. So, that's my... Uh, yeah, I would Google that bitch. Find out what she's about. Yeah. So, I mean... Here's I my got, goal for you. Okay. Goal. I want you my to get goals. catfish so I can watch you on MTV. <laughs> fuck no <laughs> fuck no I, I even i even threw out because after she told me she's like live cam or whatever i was like i was like something i said something with catfish and then that got her all like oh my god and yeah then, there she yeah yeah so she'd been like calling my friend neve <laughs> yeah one thing i will talk about uh, one more thing before we wrap up the podcast because i know it's been a, a long one um your girlfriend yes tried to hook me up with a 34-year-old. I'm 24. She actually told me he's, she's 35. 35. Okay, even more. 11. 11 year. Shape. She can run for president. 11-year gap. First, did you see this girl? Did she show you a picture? I'm sure I've seen a picture. Listen, she talks a lot. Okay. She <laughs> Taylor tells, talks a lot? Or? Tells me a lot of stories. Talks about <laughs> so a lot you of, don't remember. Talks about a lot of people. <laughs> Damn, you better hope she isn't listening to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's all love. Um... Uh, yeah, no, I, I that's super fucking I, weird. I don't know. I couldn't tell right? you what she looks like. Yeah, that's weird. Very weird. Yeah. I okay. Okay. Thank you. I mean, because I mean, I'm definitely down to you know go on a date or two, like talk to a girl. But ten years. That's a that's, woman. That that's, that's a woman. That's not a girl. That's, that's a woman. That's a mature woman. Right. <laughs> that's there. like that's a little fucking weird for me. Slot. Slot. Yeah, you you know so, you only got a few more baby year making years after thirty five. That's, that's what I'm saying. She's gonna want to get married right away. Right away. She's gonna want to have a baby right away. Like if she can, it's a lot. You know, at thirty five, if she can, damn. Yeah, that's eggs ain't farm that's fresh. That's pretty fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty fucking weird. I have to say, I'm sorry, Taylor. I, I, I'm sorry. Like, I'm all for you hooking me up with your friends, but <laughs> I mean, give me someone hot and give me someone closer to my age. I'll tell her to hook you up. We have this one of the people we know. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
He he's a furry little guy. <laughs> Fuck you. His name's Emmett. God damn it. He's really cute. He loves to cuddle. He is a he is a cute he's looking attractive dog. dog his name. <laughs> I like good female specimen. I like bitches. Well, he doesn't have nuts. <laughs> <laughs> they got chopped God off. God damn so. it. All right. Well, that is uh, our very first trainee's love love segment. Um, thank you Basically, for participating. What this is going to be is me pulling out some really vulgar bad jokes. You're gonna you're gonna get to know what it's like to just sit on a couch and have a beer with me in this segment. I like that. That's is, that's, is what, it? that's what it's all that's about. That's what it's me, right? That's what it's all about. Just shooting the shit, being a smart ass. <laughs> exactly. And then Taylor supposedly wants to fucking come and like come into the podcast. Um we'll see if that actually happens. Here's what Taylor's advice would be. You'll say something, she'll giggle a little bit. She'll be like, I I don't know. Um <laughs> Um, <laughs> she's gun. He's gunning your life. Isn't that what she's gonna do? Though? She Maybe gonna get, she's gonna get shy in front of the mic. So originally, when she came to me with this segment idea, which is bullshit, she didn't even tell me about this. Wow, damn, that's slighted. I'm sorry. I I'm not we'll in the to, middle of this shit. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> so she was like, she was like, you need a female perspective on your podcast, and yep. I was like, then okay, you, that's you cool. get one from her. I was like, all right, that's cool. I told her like. We should do like a different thing from our podcast, like do like a video segment and have her talk to me about her stupid ass advice. (laughs) Taylor rather do the radio. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll see if she actually shows up and see what happens. But yeah, never know. Are you going to talk about it with her later? Probably not. I'm going to avoid talking about this podcast. I'm really hoping she skips this one. (laughs) Does she listen? Do you know? Uh, I think she listens to like bits and pieces. We will find out. Let's hope she doesn't get over that. We will find out. Taylor, if you're listening, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that was a good, this was a good podcast. I like it. This was a fun one. It was a good one. Long one, but a fun one. If you, if you're still with us, we appreciate you. You dig? Maybe. Maybe, depending on the person. Depends on who you are. <laughs> if you're a real piece of shit person, we don't appreciate you. You know, fair enough. <laughs> I'll second that one, I guess. All right. It's been fun. I'm Trey Alessio, the dawn of entertainment. You're listening to the Are You Entertained podcast, along with Brandon Ogden, the Cancellieri. Uh It's been fun. It's been real. And we will be back for more. Stay safe. <laughs>